Blog Talk Radio. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Diana from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Ross and myself every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we deliver the truth about what's really going on in the world. You don't want to miss our shows. See you then. You know what I think we should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. <laughs> oh, sure. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio.
had Blue. two or something duckers out there. The CEO of Lysmaker demanded I shoot a holiday video. We need to promote everyone get their Lysmaker boosters every week. All you nimwits and rubes just keep taking it. But Mr. G, Lobolus wants me to be nicer to you since this will be your last holiday season on Earth. By the way we now have the suicide pods available for rental. Before you enjoy your last breath in a suicide pod, we need you scalawags to get tested for COVID. You must be completely up to date on your vaccine passport. Absolutely no exceptions. When you step into the suicide pod, we do not want you to catch COVID. You must also wear at least five scams on your face, with a minimum of two of your scams being an N95. After you take a final breath on Earth, we will give you another COVID test. Both before and after your trip to the suicide pod, you will be required to go through the TSI naked body scan. We need to make sure we're not hiding any Ivermectin, Federal Reserve notes, or carbon inside your person. For all we know you could be a something ducker that likes to hide Nuremberg code inside your junk. We need to keep you comfortable and safe. Also please remember, when your person turns to ashes and dust, please do make sure you are still keeping with local social distancing guidelines. You must still keep your ashes six feet away from the previous customer. If you refuse to get in the suicide pod, we will take you to the local FEMA camp. That is all on have a holiday season. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wireizer. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind. Let's have a conversation about two things. Racism on the left and leftist naivete. Now, a little bit of a trigger warning ahead of this video. We're going to be highlighting the uncomfortable truths that people so desperately want to ignore and pretend don't exist. Mostly leftists. But some conservatives, too. You know, people are scared to talk about the truth relating to these kinds of topics. So I'm just going to open up the video here by saying, why is it okay for certain countries to have ethnic backgrounds, a national identity, possibly a national religious identity? Why is it okay for some countries to have that, to maintain that, and to protect that? I guess we could call it cultural or national religious protectionism. Why is it okay for some countries to do that, but it's racist, it's horrible when Western countries do it? Well, it's a clear double standard. And I'm just going to say it. Here's the controversial part. There is nothing racist. There is nothing morally wrong. There is nothing prejudiced or discriminatory about wanting to protect a nation's history, culture, religious ties, and traditions. Period. Full stop. And well, we're in a little bit of a weird situation as we have leftists seemingly doing everything in their power to wage war on that idea, to wage war on the cultural identity of the West, and obviously, well, it's not exactly going so well. It's causing some problems, and Europe is the front line of those problems. Folks, in Europe in general, and especially in places like Italy, Greece, France, and the UK, we are seeing a legitimate invasion. We've seen an invasion. It sounds hyperbolic, but really that's what it is. I mean, by definition, it's an invasion. You have the shore of the EU being invaded by illegal migrants coming in without a care in the world for the legal process and national sovereignty. And well, what's going on in Ireland right now is essentially the end result. It's the end game. Let's talk about what's going on in Ireland. We got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. All right, folks, so basic TLDR, I mean, quick, quick context here. Essentially what happened is you had an Algerian immigrant. It's unknown if that individual was a legal or illegal migrant. I'm assuming legal. But said immigrant committed one of the most heinous attacks, arguably in Irish history, and I'd say that's probably a lot considering, well, you know, Ireland's been through some stuff, even in recent history. And what happened was five kids were victimized, let's just say. There was a brutal attack by an Algerian immigrant on five school children of extremely young age. And this follows a sharp increase in crime as the woke Irish government continues with their open border policies. Then we have the typical leftist media in the area reporting on the event as an unknown male or unidentified male. They did their typical let's protect the man's identity so we hide the fact that all of the crime and heinous acts being committed in Europe are being committed by people that we're allowing into the country from other developing and third world nations and it seemed as though this time it was the straw that broke the camel's back you know from grooming gangs in London terror cells and terrorist attacks the migrant criminal underworld I mean you guys get it it was one story too many and well things erupted People started protesting. People took to the streets. And now all of a sudden, people are talking about immigration practices and policies, and especially police policies, who continue to enable and protect all of this nonsense. You know, people are dying. People are being victimized. Young people are being victimized. 
and the journalists can't even lay out the basic facts as to who is committing these acts of violence. Police departments don't target these communities, don't target any of these gangs out of fear of being labeled racist or applying a heavy hand of policing on migrant neighborhoods. You know, the same kind of, quote, over-policing that is claimed to be happening in inner-city communities in the United States is the same sort of logic, and people are just getting fed up. Enough is enough. Look at the crime statistics in the UK, Canada, the United States. It's the same everywhere you go. Even in the Netherlands, as the clip we played yesterday, and so it all comes back to that initial question and kind of what I was alluding to in the intro. Are we doing the right thing here? Or should we be having an honest conversation about facts without the fear of being labeled a far-right bigot or racist? We have to have a conversation about values, about traditions, about assimilation, because obviously what we're doing right now is an unsustainable practice. And I'd argue, to a certain extent, it's, becoming a deadly practice. You know, we're told by the globalist puppet masters that we have to open our borders, that actually we have sins to atone for, and therefore we must open our borders. We are told that we should witness the destruction of our culture, our traditions, our country, and that it's all justified. Nobody would ever argue that Japan, which I would say has a much darker history than the United States, nobody would ever argue that Japan ought to give up their national identity, ought to give up their traditions, give up their culture, and open their borders to the world's masses, or open their borders to the religious extreme and to groups of people who are going to come into their country disrespecting their values, disrespecting their people, disrespecting their laws, committing heinous acts or just general criminal acts. Nobody is asking the Japanese to do that. Nobody's telling the Japanese that they have to do that, and if they don't, well, it's because they're horrible, racist, and they should be condemned. You know, if nobody's telling Japan that they need uncontrolled, unfettered, and open border immigration, then why is it that we have to accept it? Why is it that we have to accept people into our countries that have no intention of becoming one of us? You know, I don't have an issue with immigrants. I don't have an issue with people who are seeking a different life for people who worked hard and achieved an opportunity. And so we're going to let them come here, create jobs, or maybe work here, pay taxes. I have no issue with that. But I have an issue when we simply open the floodgates, allowing individuals from South America to come in, establishing gangs and criminal enterprises, human smuggling. I have an issue with that. I have an issue with our refugee practices when it comes to certain countries in Africa and the Middle East. There's obviously a problem when it comes to extremism, radical religious extremism. Anybody who denies that is a liar or has their head so far up their own you-know-what, it's not even funny. But if you even mention it, well, you're being discriminatory or you're labeling all Muslims as that. No, no one is saying that. What we're saying is maybe we shouldn't just be accepting like hundreds of thousands of, quote, refugees every single year from countries with serious radicalization issues. When we see people on the streets being interviewed saying, you know, there's going to be a day of jihad and Sharia law is going to take over and our people, our religion, we're going to take over this country. We're going to take over your country. Yeah, maybe that's not an okay thing. That seems like the opposite of assimilation. That seems like the will to conquer, not the will to assimilate. You know, we're insane. We're freaking stupid. We're being gaslit into accepting something that would never be accepted abroad. For Pete's sakes, we see all hell break loose in the Middle East. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of refugees created in a matter of months 
depending on the conflict, I mean, Syria, Israel, blah, 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 the list goes on. Yemen, anyways, I'm not just going to keep naming countries, you get the point. All of a sudden, overnight, hundreds of thousands of people are on the move, being displaced from their homes due to conflict in the Middle East. We have to take them in. Europe has to take them in. But all neighboring Muslim countries, Jordan, Egypt, the UAE, Qatar, Kuwait, the list goes on, don't take a freaking person. Are we the suckers? Are we the stupid people? That's certainly what it feels like, right? Maybe it has something to do with Jordan, Egypt, the UAE, and the rest of these neighboring nations knowing a little something. Knowing that if they open the borders to ostensibly their own people, I mean, the whole region is Islamic, maybe they understand that there's a radical element that would destroy the peace and serenity that they have in their nation. And so they don't do it. Instead, what they do is they enable the globalist scam that the world's refugees must go to five different nations, all Western nations, in decline. Come on, make it make sense. You can't because it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense, and we're reaching the boiling point. Ireland is one of the wokest of woke places. It's a place where people say stuff like this in their parliament. And um, One thing I strongly agree with the deputy on is the need to target, set a target to have a, a number of people from ethnic minorities in areas of the public service. We have a health service that's very diverse, although less so as you go up towards the senior positions, uh, not so much in the Gardaí, not so much in the Defence Forces, not so much in the education sector, as the Deputy mentioned, not at all in the civil service, which is very white, uh, including the Department of Equality, for example, uh, and that actually needs to change. Um, so we need to have, I think, a target for people who come from ethnic minority backgrounds, uh, but also uh, dedicated recruitment campaigns to encourage people because we do need uh, a generation of young people growing up in Ireland who are people of colour to see black and brown school principals, judges, Keen Corla perhaps in the future. Um, who knows? Uh, visibility uh, and opportunity is really important. It's a place that is anti-white. It's a place that is bought into the globalist scam, this utopic view of the world where people without a national identity, without assimilation, can all come under one banner and live in peace. But it's a pipe dream. We need a unified culture. We need assimilation. Because without it, you get absolute chaos, destruction, and death. That's true in the UK. That's true in the United States. That's true across the board. And those questioning it, those pointing out that obvious fact, aren't racist. We're just able to see that something isn't being done right. The argument isn't that multiculturalism is a bad thing. I don't care what your nationality is, what your gene pool is, I don't care what your skin color is. But we all have to live together as Americans, or Canadians, or Brits, as French, or as Italians. A country's national identity must be respected. And what's currently going on is an attack on Western civilization. It is an attempted rebranding, restructuring, and I'd argue complete overhaul and possible conquering of Western civilization, and it's wrong. If it was happening anywhere else, it would be condemned. But because it's happening to us, it's somehow justified and we're supposed to shut up and take it. I can't accept that and I never will. Controversial topic, sure. But I think it's an important topic. It's something we should be discussing. And I really don't think I said anything that was out of line or bigoted or wrong. I'm just calling it as I see it. Anyways, that's what I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. And if you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe. Thanks for watching and I'll see you on the next one. Who do you like in the Republican field? Uh, anybody. Um, you know, I, I would, uh, I'd be happy to support virtually any one of the Republicans, maybe not Vivek, but uh, 
but the others that are running would, would be acceptable to me, and I'd be happy to vote for them. I'd be happy to vote for a number of the Democrats, too. I mean, it would be an upgrade, from, in my opinion, from uh, Donald Trump and, and perhaps also from uh, Joe Biden. Look, I like President Biden. Um, you know, I, I find him a very charming, engaging person. There's some places I agree with him, but most places I disagree with him. Uh, I think he's made all sorts of terrible mistakes. But uh, I would like to see someone else run. What we're seeing across the country is finally the breaking point, right? The recognition by normal people uh, in every facet of society that they cannot be controlled anymore, right? And when you watch CNN these days and when you see the control mechanisms of the corporate press, you see like sort of the um, dying demonic screams of people who used to be in charge who used to be able to lie to us and tell us there were weapons of mass destruction uh, in Iraq, tell us uh, these incredible lies that have been repeated throughout history, gotten us into wars, Gulf of Tonkin, sort of like rings true. That's what got us into the Vietnam War, 55,000 American lives gone, 55,000 young men who are not here today, who did not have children, who, did not, who, 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 who went off to die. Like, same with in Iraq, you have 10,000 soldiers who died in the global war on terror deployed for a lie. It was a lie. And now we have the mechanisms to actually like reverse those lies and to speak truth. And they're starting to lose control and they're starting to freak out. And they look at the polling that Donald Trump is doing better than he was ever doing in the year 2020 against Joe Biden. I mean, that's just based on pure numbers. A lot of polls are lies and a lot of polls inaccurately uh, gauge Trump support. But these are not lies. This polling is shocking to the corporate media, and you're seeing them gasping about it. And they're starting to recognize that the brand of the Democrat Party can no longer be salvaged, that the mechanisms in order to con to control the conversation are now dissipating and eroding and dissolving, and that there isn't going to be uh, any longer the ability to lie people into a vote for the Democrat Party. So what are they going to do? I don't know. They're going to get desperate, and it's going to be beautiful to see. I'm, I personally am going to sit on the sideline and watch popcorn. I'm not on the sideline. We're in the middle of the field. And we are excited about where this country is heading because they have already lost. That's wonderful to see. What's going on, Facebook? It's your boy, Benny. Thank you for watching. With the most triggering comedy of the year. <laughs> Will this be the most offensive movie ever? I'll just say, I sure hope so. Welcome back to the JP Reacts channel, my beautiful freedom-loving friend, where we like to call out the lies, hypocrisy, and corruption of tyrants, shine the light of awareness on woke absurdities, and highlight the amazing work of other freedom fighters. In recent interviews I've been doing, the number one question I've been asked is, JP, is comedy dead? And is there any way to save comedy? I'll be addressing uh, my perspective on that really important question in just a second. But what brings up that question today is the Daily Wire, as you may have heard, they've, uh, they've had uh, several hundred million dollars worth of investment into their entertainment wing, their company producing movies like a non-woke Snow White movie. They've got children's entertainment. And now they're getting their hand into comedy. And they've got a new movie coming out, I believe December 1st, called Lady Ballers. We just saw a short clip of it. And we'll take a look at the trailer in a second. Is comedy dead? My answer is no. You might say, well, JP, that, uh, 
It doesn't seem that way because Hollywood doesn't make comedies anymore. I mean, they make movies that are labeled comedies, but they don't make comedies anymore because you look at some of the all-time great comedy movies. Airplane is one of my favorites. Caddyshack, a lot of the Will Ferrell movies, Old School, Talladega Nights. And one of my absolute all-time favorite movies, Super Bad. What did all those movies have in common that made them great comedies? They risked offending people. They were willing to offend people. That's part of what made them great. They were saying things that were in our collective consciousness that needed to be said, but nobody was really saying them, but they said them, and that gave people a voice. They went into the taboo world, and people just absolutely loved it. A willingness to offend with purpose, that's part of what makes comedies great. You can say, well, JP, how could you say comedy isn't dead? Because Hollywood doesn't make those kinds of movies anymore. They're, if anything, they're so scared to offend it's almost offensive how, how they treat the world as these weak water sacks of flesh that are too weak to handle emotions that come up if they're offended by something that's probably true. If you're laughing, there's probably some truth to it. Comedy is dead if you go to the comedy graveyard, and that is Hollywood. It is very dead in Hollywood, but that's the graveyard. You look elsewhere and you see, okay, Comedy is still alive, and in fact, I think there is more demand than ever for good comedy because it's become relatively rare, certainly extremely rare in mainstream media. I don't think there's ever been as great of a demand for good comedy. I mean, you just, it, have you seen the movie Caddyshack? So comedy is rare, therefore, there's never been a bigger demand for it. And I am very interested by this new Daily Wire movie, which uh, we'll see in a second. It pokes fun I mean, in like a major way. It's not just like, hey, we're willing to offend. It's like, we're going to offend. But it's we're going to offend what needs to be offended. Because there's this imaginary, hallucinatory montage of reality born out of probably mental illness trying to be propagated as though it's truth and you're persecuted. If you fight this imaginary reality and say what's actually true, you're persecuted for it. That kind of thing, it needs to be offended because offending it and the people who are worshiping this false idol, that's part of what helps it crumble, crack, erode, if not explode. In a world where women's sports is being trans... That was Riley Gaines. Best female swimmer in the world, but also not as good of a swimmer as Leah Thomas. The Daily Wire calls foul with the most triggering comedy of the year. Guys, this is serious. Sports can be your pathway to a better... So that is Jeremy Boring, CEO of Daily Wire. In case anybody's keeping track. A life. Well, like yours. <laughs> Please don't steal my catalytic converter again. Winning matters. It's the key ingredient in becoming a winner. Maybe you should try it sometime. Are you going to move? I am not. <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. I know you're not a woman. Hey, you don't know how he identifies. If you could beat them. What do you could you imagine Hollywood even having one of these lines in one of their movies? They're like, no, we'd lose our... 
ESG money. We get paid that money and we need that money because we make zero money at the box office. We lose money. So the only money we have coming in is if we create, instead of the seven dwarves, like the seven diverse magical creatures. So <laughs> we're not going to have those lines in there. It might offend the 12 people who might be willing to watch this piece of garbage movie. How about the U.S. Opens for the Global Games? You want us to compete as women. $5,000 prizes. My lover says you were a great coach back in the day. Join. This is the way the world is now. My eight-year-old daughter told me all about it. So a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all. Oh, that's called gender fluid. So I can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom. I can't believe it. Nice. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. Coach. Out. And keep in mind, like, though this is just a movie trailer, Everything they're saying, like they do have the willingness to offend, but I would dare say they have the deliberate intentionality to offend that which needs to be offended. We, we could play basketball. We'd have to get the whole team back. Which, by the way, also, interrupting the regularly scheduled program with another thought of mine. How many people out there, just in America alone, has this mentality in line with their thinking? In other words, skewering the woke, radical gender ideology how many people are on board with that versus on board with being obedient to the 1984 fictional reality that we're being sold? I'm not asking like how many people are willing to voice it, but how many people are more on the side of reality and therefore this comedy skewering the ridiculousness of it would be in line with what they're thinking? My guess is 80-20. My guess is 80% of people are still in line with truth or they've woken up out of the propaganda that's been fed to us hardcore for the past four years. So I would dare say, if you're looking to make money from a movie, making a movie like this that's willing to offend and deliberately offends that which needs to be offended, I would dare say it's a good business move. You can ask, why does Disney lose money on all their woke movies? is because they're catering to the minority of people. The minority of people, they're in line with the dominant narrative, but the dominant narrative is put out by the corporate media. It does not represent the actual minds of people. Back to the regularly scheduled program. Together. It's time. We're in. I'm in. I'm in. To play. Lady Baldwin. Mount by the way, this is uh, my good friend Tyler Fisher. He's a comedian. We've done videos together, and I want you to know I know him, and he's a lady with a beard. Like a girl. I'm with her. Believe in my truth. This is my truth. Pro Heroes. Day one of being a girl athlete. <laughs> I love being a girl. Two Sheroes. We could dominate every woman's sport. Running, swimming, soccer. I said sport, Felix! Slated basketball, boys. Nobody watches. Yeah, that's very true. Excuse me. Are these seats open? <laughs> ne never mind. Ted Cruz coming in hot. Get it done. That's the biggest I've ever seen on a lady. I don't care. Lady Ballers.
So will this be the most offensive movie ever made? And like I said at the beginning, I sincerely hope so because it needs to be made. We need to offend more that which needs to be offended. Not for the sake of being mean, but for the sake of poking holes in insanity with a sort of comedy so that the light of truth can shine through. We need that. Then here's my question to you. You mentioned how the Daily Wire is putting in a lot of money into making productions to create non-woke alternatives for entertainment, children's entertainment, adult entertainment, and now comedy. So here's my question. Will you watch this? Have you watched other movies by the Daily Wire? Let me know in the comments below. I'm sincerely interested. Because I, I, I hope that they're successful with what they're doing, but I truly, I don't know. Obviously, they've got a little bit of an uphill battle because they're doing things on their own. They're not riding the wake of any sort of mainstream Hollywood. They're all independent on this. So let me know in the comments below if you're going to watch this movie and if you've watched other Daily Wire movies. With that said, thank you for watching this video, my freedom-loving friend. Look forward to seeing you next time. But before that, a special message. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. These freaking commies, they are so nuts. I love it how they just are so determined to build up a free speech alternative. And never has it been more important to be in the parallel economy. So I saw this on Crowder's Twitter feed last night. Breaking. They got a strike by YouTube, one more, and they're banned from YouTube forever. YouTube wants us dead. They hit us with two strikes, one on my main channel and one on Crowder Bits, just for having me on. I, they're one strike away from being banned. That's why they have Mug Club and Rumble. It's the only way to support the mission. Guys, are you, I mean, I, I look at this thing here. Hello, reaching out from the dip communists at YouTube to let you know about strikes on the channel. They say, per our policies, if you post content previously removed from violating our terms of service, content produced by creators with a current restriction or content for creators who've been terminated under our terms, blah, 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 blah. They're basically saying, holy Moses, you had D. Bongino on, Dan Bongino, which is really strange because if you put my name in YouTube, I'm all over the place on, let's just say, bigger channels who've uploaded me, who make YouTube a lot of money, and they haven't done anything to restrict a lot of those channels. It seems like they're only targeting people like me and Crowder who are heavily invested in Rumble. Folks, get away from these people as soon as you can. There has never been a better excuse to move yourself into the parallel economy. You have options. Whether you, I, you know what I said before about getting off YouTube? If you choose to stay behind, that's fine. I, I don't hold it against you. Some of you build followings over there. I, believe me, I understand. There are certain companies I wish I didn't have to do business with. But we do because sometimes there is no other alternative. I get it. I really don't hold it against you. I'm not over there. All I'm telling you is this. I'm, I'm, I'm not even I'm begging you. I'm begging you to please set up a presence in the parallel economy, not because it, it benefits me, although it does, because it benefits you. Because that way, if you're banned by YouTube and you're kind of simulcasting on Rumble, or if you're banned on Twitter and you're simulcasting on Truth, or writing on Truth, or blogging on Truth, or Locals, whatever it may be, you have a backup channel. That way you're not finished. Folks, we were very smart. We didn't get off YouTube right away. Remember this, Joe? You remember? We were like, you know what? We're going to transfer our audience from YouTube to Rumble. You, you may say, well, Dan, how did that work? The answer is it works swimmingly. Just look right now. We had 800,000 subscribers on YouTube. We have 2.97 million on Rumble. Yeah, you're damn right it went swimmingly. Folks, Set yourself up now. There are alternatives. I wrote some down. Truth, Rumble, uh, Public SQ, 
parallel economy, which is mine, disclosure, that's mine. But if you're banking on your site, processing credit, I should say processing credit cards on your site, use us, paralleleconomy.com. Yeah, benefits me. I'm just giving you an option. Why you use Stripe in these other places, I don't know. But you've got options in the parallel economy. Please don't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a real threat to these people. Who would have thought that a trillion-dollar company, Alphabet, would find me so intimidating that this is what they would do? They would intentionally ban one of their biggest channels or move towards banning them just because my face was on there. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino, please, and subscribe for free. We appreciate it. Don't draw any conclusions. Having said that, Daily Mail, mysterious pneumonia ripping through Chinese schools sparks fear among scientists of a COVID repeat. Holy crikeys, ladies and gents, here we go again. I don't even know, honestly, where to start here on how many angles there are to this story. But I'm going to say number one. And I'm going to... Hold on. Let me get down on the knee. Oh, by the way, thank you to the lady for the War Eagle pin. C.J. Pearson came down and is uh, adopted Alabama family. Alabama family bought me a War Eagle pin. So you're pretty cool. Thank you. That's pretty loyal. But I'm begging you, please. On this China pneumonia, please, I'm on one knee. Please, whatever the media tells you, ignore the conclusion. I'm not telling you to ignore the story. If the media is telling you it's nothing to worry about, it probably means you should worry a little bit. If the media is telling you worry so much you're going to have to take some vaccine and put a mask on, then it probably means don't put the vaccine and the mask on because they're probably lying to you to get you to put a vaccine and a mask on. If the media tells you, whatever they tell you, you got to believe the opposite, that this thing is so serious and it's going to be so deadly that it's going to rip through society and we got to do mass mail-in ballots again, please do not do it. Don't listen to me. Listen to a doctor. I like Dr. Sapphire from Fox. She's always been very nice to me. She explained this to Rachel, that this may just be a function of a normal pneumonia virus getting its foothold in a bunch of people that have basically virgin immune systems now. So before anyone panics, listen to this first. I'm feeling a little bit like deja vu. You have ProMed, the disease surveillance system, who's sounding the alarm again, mentioning that there is a rise in pediatric pneumonia hospitalizations in northern China, especially since October, compared to the last several years. Now, again, Rachel, this is kind of emulating what we saw in the United States, the U.K., and other places last year in countries who removed some of those harsh lockdown restrictions earlier than China. We had this large immunity gap where people, especially children's immune systems were dampened from those COVID lockdowns and other restrictive measures. So we saw a rise in hospitalizations and just outpatient cases of the usual suspects, RSV, influenza, adenovirus, and mycoplasma pneumonia. Now, China is saying it is those usual suspects, those common pathogens that, that are causing their rise in illness in northern China. The problem is, Rachel, as you said it, uh, we don't trust China. So there's two sides to this story to distill it down to facts, applying the Bongino rule. We're not drawing any conclusions yet. I want to be clear. I'm not telling you don't worry about it. And I'm, not, I'm definitely telling you don't panic and don't fall for any panic campaigns either. Get your mask on. Get the kids out of school. Uh, no, we're not doing that. that. That's out. That's out. But the other side of the story is there is something going on in China. I'm not stupid. The only question is what the hell is it? 
So, Joe, we're going to do the same thing we did with COVID. What's the r not? Is it infectious? How infectious? What's the fatality rate? And is it a bacteria virus we already know about? Pretty simple stuff, right? It's not hard. Every, I'm not talking to you because I'm not condescending, and you all in the chat, I can see you all are smart to this already. I'm talking to the dopes out there, the lefties who are listening. Everybody calm them down. If it's pneumonia, like we have over here, or as I called it when I was a five-year-old, ammonia, if it's, 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 it happens. We don't need a worldwide panic. But do not trust the media. Because if it does turn out to be something serious, which it could, I'm not saying it is, but it could, I guarantee you the media will do everything it can right now to cover it up if it helps Biden or explode it to get mail-in ballots to help Biden get elected again. Do not trust anything the media tells you before. We've seen this before, before an election. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino, please, and subscribe for free. We appreciate it. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind. We gotta tackle some clown world nonsense today. You know, very often I'll point to Canada as being the mecca of everything woke. I say if you wanna see the future, if you wanna see where things are going, then just take a look at Justin Trudeau's government, take a look at what's going on in Canada. But it seems as though no longer will I be able to say that. Justin Trudeau's time seems to be up. A huge conservative shift, a rising conservative culture is growing in the country like never before. And so I guess we need a new country. We need a new country to point at. Well, folks, it's been obvious since the start. In fact, arguably, this place may have been more woke than Canada all along. It's just kind of a nation that flies under the radar, especially considering it's part of, you know, a little bit of a nation alliance under the UK. We're talking about Ireland, you know, the place that was burning last week. Ireland is a country in decline. Ireland is a country headed full force, full speed, straight into communist authoritarian rule. Sounds crazy, I know, and people probably living in Ireland are asking themselves, well, what the hell is this guy talking about? Well, it starts off slow. It starts off with the little things. You guys started with cultural Marxism that you bought into hook, line, and sinker. The Irish government became the mecca of anti-whiteism. I played you guys this clip the other day. Let's play it again. Um, One thing I strongly agree with the deputy on is the need to target, set a target to have a, a number of people from ethnic minorities in areas of the public service. We have a health service that's very diverse, although less so as you go up towards the senior positions, uh, not so much in the Gardaí, not so much in the Defence Forces, not so much in the education sector, as the Deputy mentioned, not at all in the civil service, which is very white, including the Department of Equality, for example, uh, and that actually needs to change. It became the land of the woke, And where does that lead every single time, 10 out of 10 times? Well, of course, we know communist authoritarianism. Folks, Ireland is collapsing, and it's no real surprise why. We got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. All right, folks, it always starts off with the little things, right? We just want less white people, because white people bad, magenicide, macolonialism, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've heard it a million times before. It always starts off with that, ma-compassion, ma-we-care-about-the-peoples. And then, of course, the next 
next step is always government control and always suppression of speech to protect the government from fed up citizens. We saw riots in Dublin recently. It started off as a protest and of course eventually turned into a riot. It's hard to say exactly what happened. Of course there were some bad actors. But the point is, at least the point of the protest, was to challenge open border policies. Considering the increase in violent terrorist acts in the nation, people are fed up. Well, what does a wannabe communist regime do when the people are fed up? They label you as extremists, they label you as a problem, as a threat, and pass a bill to try to censor you. Ireland, anti-hate law pushed in wake of Dublin riots could criminalize memes and poses free speech concerns. Ireland's government is newly pushing an anti-hate speech law in the wake of riots that came in response to the stabbing of a woman and three children outside of a primary school in Dublin. Language being proposed as law in Ireland means that this could literally happen to you for having a meme on your phone, Elon Musk wrote. Responding to another user who posted a gif of a police raid, critics are widely slamming the legislation over free speech concerns. Ireland was trending on Musk's X on Monday as text circulated of the bill targeting any offense of preparing or possessing material likely to incite violence or hatred against a person on an account of their protected characteristics. Protected characteristics listed in the bill include national or ethic origin, as well as transgender and gender other than those of male and female. According to users, the legislation was kept intentionally vague and suggests people could be jailed for having certain memes saved to their phones or merely being found in possession of books or videos deemed politically offensive. Yeah, that's literally the point. I mean, let's have a conversation about, you know, guidelines on YouTube, for instance. They are written in a way that is intensely vague, and that is done purposely. That allows YouTube to basically arbitrarily, you know, do whatever they want. It's the old communist shtick, you know, they can find the person and then attribute the crime later on. The rules or the guidelines on the platform are written so intently vague that they can be interpreted in so many wild ways. This is the exact same thing the Irish government is trying to do. Offensive speech speech that may incite violence or may target another group. The listed protected groups, pretty much everybody who isn't white, yada yada, we get it. Absolute freaking clowns. And then an Irish senator went viral for essentially saying the quiet part out loud. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our Constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. We are restricting freedom for the common good. Does that sound familiar? Irish people, you better pay attention and pay attention quick because you will lose your damn country. You will lose your freedoms fast. Your government is attempting to pass a bill that would allow them to criminalize speech and memes. That would allow them to say, well, anything questioning our policies or challenging our policies in relation to immigration from certain countries or policies relating to trans people or any other protected class as listed or deemed by the government, anything, any meme that may be slightly controversial can now be deemed illegal. They will throw you in jail. It's like Count Dankula. It's the same damn thing. What they're essentially doing here is doubling down on the way the Count Dankula situation was handled. Now I know, I know, that was the Scottish government. Now we're talking about Ireland. 
to entirely different countries, but I'm just saying it's the Count Dankula situation being normalized or justified, attempting to write it into law. That if you make a joke that's deemed offensive, if you make a joke that people complain about, if you say something on Twitter that somebody finds offensive or somebody deems as a danger or, you know, violence being committed on them, the police are going to show up at your door and arrest you and you will face a lengthy criminal trial. Pay attention, people of Ireland. You will lose your country. This is fascism under the guise of compassion and caring and protecting marginalized people. It is absolutely absurd, and it's a snowball effect. If you give an inch, they will take a mile. If you allow the government to enact subversive anti-free speech laws, you think it's just going to end there? Pretty soon, you won't be able to say anything. The government will have absolute control over what speech is acceptable and what is not. You know, this has been kind of like an overview of the whole topic. Let's actually delve into the bill itself and delve into the language. I think that's quite important. Just take a look at how this is written. We've got offensive preparing or possessing material likely to incite violence or hatred against a person's on account of their protected characteristics. So the incitement to violence thing is one thing. You know, to a certain extent, that makes sense. If you're inciting violence, that should absolutely be illegal. But inciting hatred against a person, that is very vague. That's not specific at all. And the way hate is listed these days, that could literally be somebody saying, hey, you know, you as a biological male, I disagree. I don't believe that you should be competing in female sports. I don't believe that it's okay for you to be held in a women's prison. Well, that could be deemed as hatred. If the other individual or if enough people make enough noise, Noise, you could be done. You could be in freaking prison. That's how trash this law is, or hatred against a person's on account of their protected characteristics. Why is the government stepping in to protect people from offensive words? It makes absolutely no sense. Let's continue reading, though. Subject to subsections 2 and 3 and section 11, a person shall be guilty of an offense under this section if the person prepares or possesses material that is likely to incite violence or hatred against a person or a group of persons on account of their protected characteristic or any of those characteristics with a view to the material being communicated to the public or a section of the public, whether by himself or herself or another person. So essentially, if you share a meme that the Irish government deems as offensive towards a protected person or a person of a protected group or person of protected characteristics, you're now guilty of a crime. Prepares or possesses such materials with intent to incite violence or hatred against such a person or group of persons on account of those characteristics or any of those characteristics, or being reckless as to whether such violence or hatred is thereby incited. What does that even mean? So if you post a meme and then some violent act happens, it's now your fault? Or you're somehow part of the incitement to violence? None of this makes any sense, and you should be able to tell that it's written like this on purpose. Laws like this should not exist. Ever. Offensive speech should never be deemed illegal. Hatred, for Pete's sake, shouldn't be deemed illegal. We can't start policing emotions. We can't start policing people's personal opinions and views. And we all know that this law is full of crap and it's going to be used or enforced in a very, very despicably biased manner. I mean, reading the bill itself, I could think of a whole lot of woke anti-white racism that fits the bill completely. I wonder if the Irish government is going to be going after anti-white hatred or memes or posts online. Obviously not. Only protected groups, which means everyone but white people. They're essentially attempting to make it illegal to make racial jokes or insensitive jokes 
or controversial claims and comments relating to particular groups. That obviously cannot stand, that isn't just, that isn't equal, that is tyranny. This is a blatant anti-free speech law that can be used and abused and manipulated by the government to go after their political opponents, to go after right-wingers, essentially, and white people, and that simply cannot be allowed to stand. It's the exact same process every time. It starts off with more compassion, and it leads to authoritarianism. It leads to horrible laws being passed, which strip away your freedoms one by one, every time. But it's for the common good. It's because we cares about the peoples. Give me a break. It's about power. They want to control you, and you can't let them do it. Ireland, you guys are at a crossroads right now. You have two paths. There's the path of 1776, and there's the path of 1984. Make a decision, because if you don't, the government's going to make that decision for you. Anyways, that's pretty much what I got for you. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe. Thanks for watching, friends, and I will see you on the next one. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Proof Negative show. And uh, I was kind of waiting for our co-host to get in, Adrian, who's with us now. And Adrian comes uh, prepared with the guest today. So I'll let uh, whoever has their radio on, you can turn it down. And then uh, Adrian, welcome in and go ahead and introduce your guest. Hey, Prue. So we have Jonathan Hanna with us. And over the past year, Jonathan has been a powerhouse in eight political campaigns, knocking on 25,000 doors, making numerous calls, and leading various fundraising initiatives. Beyond grassroots campaigning, he voices his perspectives to a wider audience as the host of American Experiment Radio, championing the causes closest to his heart. All right, so John, uh, welcome in. One of you two has your radio on, if you could just turn it down. Well, it's certainly not me. I'm not exactly sure uh, what's going on with that. But. All right, so welcome in. And uh, Adrian, I'll let you get started here with, uh, with our guest. I need a quick two minutes or so, so I'll let you get started, and I'll come right back. Okay, yeah. Jonathan, um, why don't you tell us some about um, your podcast? Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm the host of American Experiment Radio. You guys can look us up on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook. Um, American Experiment Radio is the name of it. We're a libertarian podcast. Uh, we go on there and talk about, you know, libertarian issues, uh, individual freedom, uh, you know, um, we push for less governmental tyranny across the United States. A lot of us work on political campaigns. Um, I met Adrian on a political campaign. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, – it's a side project of mine. Um, I don't make any money off of it. I just like to interview people. You know, I've interviewed, you know, several individuals who are going to be running for office and um, – you know, I just like to talk about how people like to spread grassroots activism across the country. You know, I've been on 11 political campaigns myself, and I, um, you know, I believe in what I'm doing. You know, when I get out here on the road and I see a lot of people, you know, doing the things that they do, um, sometimes I'm a little disappointed, but a lot of times when I see it, it sparks 
like um, it's like a patriotism, right, in my heart because I really love this country and I love liberty, right? I love the Constitution, and I believe that, you know, everybody should have their individual, you know, liberties and values and things like that. So, yeah, that's why I'm out here. I mean, yeah. So how long have you been doing campaigns? Uh, a couple of years. And can you tell us some about your fundraising initiative? Sure. Yeah, I did a uh, I did a contract for a friend of mine. Uh, it was for it was for a BPOU, uh, and I raised you know twenty seven hundred dollars for you know GO, uh, GOP BPOU and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but mostly I do grassroots activism. Like I've, I've done petition campaigns. Um, I've been on. 11 political campaigns, as I said, uh, from anywhere from House Rep to U.S. Senate to State Senate to U.S. President to Assembly to City Council. Um, I've worked directly with candidates, and this is really my passion. Uh, I really love going out here every day and, um, you know, fighting for what I believe in, you know. Do you have a specific uh, type of campaign that's your favorite to work on, like local or state, like Absolutely. house? Like... So the bigger campaigns that I've worked on, the top management tends to be disconnected from the people on the ground, and that's usually an issue because you have a lot of people running canvassing operations and – um, fundraising events and events where you put on. Can't hear you. Do we still got you? Uh, I'm here. I'm not sure what just happened. Uh, I heard talking and there was uh, no talking. He's still on the switchboard, no. so maybe there's hope. No, no. Okay, so like the there the, the type of campaign. This is where okay. we left off. The type of campaigns I like to work on are more local because you get to work directly with the candidates a lot more. And the people in the community that you're working in really care about local politics. When you come to talk to, when you come to talk to people about, you know, city council or school board or assembly or you know even house rep, a lot of these people know these people personally. So when you go to these events and you talk to these people or you're knocking doors, for example, right? You're going to talk to all the constituents of the district. And these people grew up with these gentlemen. You know, these are real patriots in some of these cases. I mean, I mean I've, there are some candidates you might not agree with everything on, but you have to make concessions, and you have to hold your politicians responsible. Um, you know, politicians, I like to say, are like rental cars. You use them for what you need them for, but <laughs> U.S. term limits, right? You always want term limits. Uh, you don't want to have, you know um, – you know, people controlling our country for a long time and the special interests get a hold of them and all of a sudden they have control of a lot of things. That's what you don't want. Uh, me as a libertarian, I believe in individual choice. Uh, everybody leave everybody else alone. I believe we'll be fine. Uh, abolishment of a lot of these government agencies, I believe, is a great idea, uh, especially the Department of Education, you know, because when you're talking about the Department of Education, which didn't exist prior to the mid-1970s, um, what you're talking about here is uh, a bunch of bureaucratic uh, pencil necks 
who sit behind a desk and make, you know, several thousand dollars a year, but not as much as the lobbyists are going to give them to control your children. So, you know, you don't want to give a department of anything control over state level at best. I would take it even smaller than that, to be honest, but that's just me. Uh, Maybe I'm rambling. I'm sorry, guys. Well, no, I can understand that because for the local elections, you'll you you get more donations from the people, whereas when you go up the corporate ladder, if you're running for president, so to speak, now you're talking about corporations investing money in you, and with corporations investing more money, they they want they want things done a certain way. We'll just put it uh, politically correct there. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's like, well, I'll give you $300,000 for your campaign, but I want X, Y, and Z done. Are you going to do that? If not, then I'll just give my money to the Democrat because they they, they don't know a dollar they don't like. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and the thing is, is that, you know, nobody's ever seen these things. Like, I've been working in the political realm for a little while, and I've never seen these things happen in person. But the thing is, is that, you know, Nobody is under the illusion that these things don't happen. I mean, it's obvious that lobbying is in control of most government agencies nowadays. So why would you give, you know, people like the Department of Education, why would you give them control of something as important as the future of our country? I, I just don't really see, you know, the positive in that um, at all. <laughs> well, the, the people collecting the lobbyist money see the, the value in that. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that's what we want to fight against. I mean, that's what we don't like. Well, people that's what people we don't have no like. problem selling out for $20,000. It's sad to say, but they will. That's very sad. That's a sad state. I mean, I feel sorry for a lot of them people, to be honest with you. I feel bad for them. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, proof. Tell me about a little bit of, about, about your history here. Uh, what do you, you just do radio all the time and just... Uh, you know, talk to a bunch of yahoos like me or what? Well, I've been on air uh, since 2008, so March will be 16 years. And, yeah, anywhere from presidential candidates to uh, relative unknowns, uh, uh, we have a bunch of all types come in here. So awesome. we discuss and occasionally we'll take calls and we'll discuss the news of the day. But, yeah, I've run Freedomizer Radio since January 2010, and I was on air about two years before that. Cool. Definitely. I just I just got into the podcast realm about a year and a half ago. Um, I, think I already said this once, but you can look us up on, I mean, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I think we have, like, we have a YouTube, American Experiment Radio. Uh, it's a podcast based on libertarian values. Uh, we like to interview a lot of guests, people that are running for office. Uh, anybody that wants to come on, you know, if it's interesting, you talk to Zolfi Samaro, and he is our, you know, he's our kind of our our guru when it comes to stuff like that. You can get in contact with him, and then, you know, we can definitely have a talk on there as well. I definitely so, love um, talking about libertarian can, values and issues. If I can ask you, what does the libertarian field look like for the presidency role this time around? Because I haven't heard anything. 
Yeah, I mean, there's really not anything. Um, on the conservative side, you're looking at Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, he is the most libertarian oh. candidate right now as far as Oh, I agree age. with that 100%, but I don't he think he's running so as a libertarian. He sounds so libertarian, true. Yeah, no, it's it's true. I mean, you you look at Vivek, you know, he, he supports Defend the Guard. Um, you're looking at somebody who constantly criticizes uh, branches of the government, you know, well, not branches of the government, but, you know, positions and things like that that shouldn't even be there. You know, I, I feel like our... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Our, our foreign interests aren't with sending a bunch of people over there. I mean, it's rough. It's rough out here right now. There's so many issues. It's almost hard for me to talk about it right now. The way just, that Biden... I just wish that we had a, a solid libertarian candidate who could actually make some inroads. Because yeah, Gary, Johnson, sure. Gary Johnson was decent the first time around. The second go-round, he was just terrible. Yeah, I mean, the last real libertarian candidate, obviously, that we had was Ron Paul. I mean, I feel like he was our last hope. Uh, I don't think we're going to get another shot, but who knows? I definitely don't think that. I think that it can get a lot better and that, I mean, I think that Vivek has really good talking points and he speaks very well. And he does sound libertarian. I mean, he says taxation is theft and... He talks about abolishing, you know, the alphabet boys, the IRS, you know, um, things no, like that. I get he that, but he's not going to switch parties right now, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Hey, what do you think, uh, A Proof? A Proof, what do you think about uh, Vivek for VP under Trump? Think that's a good idea? I mean, I, I'm sure you would rather him run for president himself, but what do you think about him with VP under Trump? Do you think he would at, even, at I don't point, even think he would accept it. I, uh, I, I'm not going to say he wouldn't. Uh, I, I think he might be on the outskirts of the top five for a presidency. I think his num- I think Trump's number one choice would be Christy Nome out of uh, South Dakota. Carrie yeah. Lake could be in the discussion. Maybe Rand Paul. But Vivek would be the oh, only no. one that's up on that debate no, stage. No, he's not going to pick Rand Paul. You remember what he did to him in the debate in 2020? I thought yeah, they were he, kind of friends now, though. I'm not I saying that, they, that they would. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that he's a definite. I, I would put him in the top five, but I think he's way behind. He's he's in like third or fourth place. Uh, I yeah. think it's Christy Nome. I love Rand too, by the way. I did Rand Paul's uh, U.S. Senate campaign in 2022 down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else right now. Because uh, I don't think Jim Jordan would be a, a serious contender. I know there was a, a discussion quickly about Tucker Carlson, but I don't think that's uh, – while I like Tucker Carlson, I, I don't know if that's the best move. But uh, I have to throw him out there as a, as a name. But yeah. I, I think for it's com- Christy for, for comedy's sake, let's go Andrew Tate. <laughs> Is he even a U.S. Uh, he wasn't born in the U.S. though, so I, I don't think. Oh yeah, that's true. He's not eligible. Him. Yeah, right. he wouldn't qualify. Jonathan yeah. had uh, two questions for you. The number uh, one was, "What do you think about free speech laws? What are your thoughts on the free speech laws?" Oh no, I, I was yeah, I was just scribbling down notes. Uh, so. 
transgenderism, like uh, in Canada, right? Um, yeah. There was a like uh, Jordan Peterson made a big deal about this a long a uh, long time ago. It wasn't about it was about pronoun usage. So you either you had to use somebody's pronoun or it became some kind of law that you broke and then the you know they find you and if you didn't pay the fine they sent you to jail. That was his problem with it. Uh it was like a it was a serious fucking freedom infringement to be honest with you. It was one of the most ridiculous things I've seen um you know other than Trudeau getting on TV and saying that, you know, the transfer of handguns is now illegal in Canada. That was pretty wild too. There's a lot of things that so, he did that were wild. But so yeah. my my thing yeah. is is that while I, I I can allow for free speech, I am not going to say that just because I call a, a man with a beard a man when he identifies as one of the other gender fluids or whatever and they say that their pronouns is XI and and sim uh i am not going to play the mental illness game so you could be whatever you want that then that's fine you just can't expect anybody uh that's on the street that doesn't know you to conform to your standards if i don't know you um and it's obvious you have the the proper body parts for the male or female you can you can be uh you could be whatever name you want to be uh, i'm not in the i'm not on the camp of you need to respect my pronouns and i could be whatever pronoun i want and i could change in the middle of a conversation and i could trap you into uh, into being arrested or fined i, I i'm your mental illness stays with you but you you have the freedom to be Whomever you want to be, you just can't expect the average person on the street to go with that. Yeah. What do you think about what's going on up there in Canada right now? I feel like they're really infringing on people's liberties up there. It's really quite embarrassing. By the way, uh, all these countries all of a sudden, over the past week, they're they're starting to implement scam wearing again. Huh. So Canada's discussing. China just put it in place yesterday. Uh, Canada said maybe by December 1st they'll have everybody putting scams on their face again. The and, mask, proof false mask scams. Well, they are scams. <laughs> they literally are. I even, I, even uh, I wanted to bring this up with you, Adrian, but you, you missed the first hour. It just seems like every, over uh, since Thanksgiving, it's like every show I hear on AM radio or just combing around, looking at other shows. They're talking about scam wearing here in the States, and you have people even saying, well, scams were proven not to work, but it's the best thing we have to fight COVID. So how does that work? It, it, it doesn't do anything, but you need to put it on because it's all we have. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's a psyop. No, it's literally well, a psyop. It, but, and the well, thing, is, the it's thing what, is, is that the scam represents fear. So even though it doesn't work with protecting anything, it protects the fear. So if they can get people scared, then they can up that, that gene therapy rate from 7% that Dr. Marcola said uh, is gene therapied up to current as we speak. If they can get that up to 25 30%, 
just by making everybody wear scams, then they'll do it. Yeah, here's a good example. Uh, if you lived in a large city like I did, I lived in Detroit, Michigan most of my life. Uh, I lived there during the COVID epidemic, uh, quote unquote. I mean, whatever you want to call that. Uh, where the psyop level there is level ten, uh, so they're psyoping everyone. Uh, so right. one day everyone had to wear masks, and I noticed this because I never wore a mask. I never got vaccinated. Never wore a mask. Don't give a flying fuck about any of that. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, so one day everybody had to wear their masks in stores. It was I don't remember the exact date. Uh, everybody had to wear their masks you know, things like that. And then one day, boom, the CDC made some kind of weird ruling, and then nobody had to wear masks anymore. So what was the difference between yesterday and today? I'm sitting here looking at these people, and some of them took the masks off. The Canada strike, the, the trucker strike was going crazy, and the rumor was is that the American trucker strike was going to be 50 times worse. So as soon as the truckers mm-hmm. got to Washington, D.C., all of a sudden, the science changed. Well, I'll tell you what, that opened up a lot of people's eyes, especially in the city that I'm from. A lot of people seen it was horseshit as soon as they did that. They made a big mistake yeah. by cutting it off like that. And even the idiots could see after that. that yeah, whoa, but let me ask you, though, if, if all these cities like Detroit say, all right, got to wear scams again starting tomorrow, how many people are going to say, okay, and just put them on? Uh, uh, a large majority. I would say at least three fourths, maybe as low as sixty-seven percent. I don't. I don't want to speculate on a number. I don't want to speculate on a number. Somewhere between sixty-five three, and seventy-five percent of the public will go back to scam wearing. I Sounds don't even know right. how to put one on. I've never put one on before ever. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't put those on. No, I don't do yeah. that. <laughs> I went ten months without going inside a store here. I'm in Las Vegas yeah. and. Now we right. have a Republican governor, and I, I don't. Uh, he said that he disapproved of everything that that the Democrat governor did with scams. So uh, I, yeah. I drove to Arizona or Utah at the time if I really wanted to go someplace. Yeah, you know, I I play a little poker, uh, so I know a lot of poker players that actually didn't go to the World Series of Poker because they made them wear masks that year, and they're like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask and playing poker all day. Because you have to play for like four days, or five, yeah. or six, however many it goes. So they just refused to do that. So they lost a lot of business, I'm sure. You know, go woke, get broke. You know how Tim Pool says it? You know what I'm saying? Go woke, get broke. Yeah. You can go woke if you want, you know. Well, Disney ain't never scared. Look at how many billions they lost. I think DeSantis did a really good job on Disney. To lose a trillion dollars in a year. Yeah, I mean, you know, DeSantis did a really did a number on Disney. You know that. Oh, of course. Everything sorry, Disney does right now, nobody's interested. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, nobody is right now. There's so many other things going on politically that you. I mean. Everybody's focused on candidates and people that used to be focused on, you know, Ukraine are now focused on Israel or whatever other, you know, psyop they want to run. So, yeah, 
LGBT for Hamas. That, that, that's the most hilarious sign I've seen this year. Yeah, all of a sudden it's become fashionable be, to become anti-Semitic all of a sudden. Very strange. See, my thing with freedom of speech is I, I don't care if I offend somebody. That's not the issue. But if you call for death on a, on a certain group of people because of where, where their ethnicity is or, or where they were born and tell them that they need to be eradicated from the earth, that, that's not freedom of speech. Saying I, I want to kill you because, because of your religious background, that, that, that's not freedom of speech to me. Yes, but I mean, obviously, yeah, no, that's not a, that's not a thing. Uh, uh, that's a threat for one, especially it, right. it doesn't matter if you point it at one person or a group of people. If you threaten death upon whatever, whoever, uh, especially it's a living, breathing human being, first of all, it makes you pretty weak. It shows a lot of insecurity. It makes you pretty pathetic. Uh, you know, you should have better things to do. Uh, but right. if you don't, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's on you. That's between you and God, you know. Right. It just gets me, though, when you see these LGBTs for Hamas, and Hamas responds with, well, if you try to be gay in my country, I'm going to kill you. And their response is, well, it's still better than having Trump as president. I just yeah, don't understand I mean, the logic. It's okay. I don't really like to say. I mean, I will say that Vivek right now. I I do. I will say this openly. I, I say I say a lot of my political views openly. Some of them not. Some of them I do. Uh-huh. Um, these ones here, I will say this. Uh, Vivek is my choice for president right now. Um, hey, I, I'm not Trump, disagreeing. I, I'm I'm more in the Trump bandwagon right now. But Vivek I understand. is an easy number two choice for me because yeah, he, it's like Trump, Trump and then the there's Vivek and then there's nobody else on the political spectrum I'm even remotely interested in. No, yeah, it's one and two. You know, it's one A and two A at this point, right? Well, one A and, and one B, you mean? One A and one B, yeah. Yeah, it's like, so, uh, I mean, Trump lost me. I'm going to tell you where he lost me because I just seen Vivek speak live like two night, two nights ago. Shook his right. hand. He's a great candidate. Um, man, this guy, I'll tell you what, he's extremely impressive. Um, oh, I agree. I've, I've followed uh, him for almost a year, and I've, I've been yeah. telling people to watch this guy. I just think yeah. that I think it, it, all he has to do is keep doing what he's doing, and if he finishes as runner-up, I think in 2028, as long as we still have a country, he would be the heads-on favorite. The only thing that separates him is that Trump has done it, and I and Trump has said a bunch of things that, while he liked the gene therapies the first time around, recently he's come out yeah. and spoke against them, and I and he said himself, "Look, I, I had to learn the hard way, and I want I want blood against these globalists," and I. Whoa, whoa, you like talking about uh, hold on a minute, hold on, I gotta stop you, I gotta stop you there, I gotta stop you right there. So you're talking about uh you're talking about how he pushed the vaccines, right? He wish he wouldn't have done that? Yeah. Okay. So what about the bump stock ban? Hey, I'm not saying he's perfect. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna say that. Uh but the only thing that separates him from Vivek, because they have a lot of similar ideas 
And I'm not disagreeing with Vivek. Like I said, he's he's one B for me. It's just that the scale tips ever so slightly to Trump because he's been there and done that. Whereas Vivek I, is is 38, and I need to see more. That's all I ask of Vivek, and I don't think there's enough time. But I really, really like what I see. It's just that right now, I trust Trump with stopping what what could potentially be World War III. Um, I trust him going after globalists. I wish Vivek would be the vice president so much because I think that Vivek, if he was the vice president, he could learn on the job and he would be the undisputable champ in 2028. I think you're correct, sir. It's just, it's so close. And if, if Trump wasn't there, Vivek would get most of those votes. That's the only reason why Vivek is running, depending on what poll you're looking at, anywhere from second to fourth, is because everybody that's voting for Vivek already wants Trump. So if you like one, you're going to really like the other and vice versa. Indeed. So All I right, feel well, bad for him. I, I'm sorry, I, 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 just, I just wanted to get on here for about... I don't know how much time I spent on here. I actually have something hey, that's else all right. to do. I want to get on and jump on and talk to you real quick. Proof, I heard you were extremely based, and I just wanted to come introduce myself. My name is Jonathan Hanna, American Experiment Radio. Go check me out. Anytime you want me to come back and do another one of these, open invitation, brother. Look me up. All right. I'll, uh, I'll let uh, Adrian keep your number on file, and we'll see if we can get you back in January. Maybe I could be on your show. Yeah, because I haven't talked about some on. of the stuff I do as well, so I'm not. Yeah, just absolutely. You here. can come on. Um, you definitely can come on. We do. We do podcasts. We don't do like uh, we, you know, you, you got to have a webcam and like other things like that. I'm sure you have all that stuff, anyways. Uh, so I, we uh, we are definitely anxious to have you on. I want to hear more, and, and I love, I love how passionate you are about what you speak about today. I'll tell you what. This is the best radio show I've ever been on. I've been on a few of them, and, and you are extremely based. All right. Well, I'll take that. Thank you. He right, would buddy. also like to know uh, He would like to know where your name came from. We've got another person asking you to tell them where oh, that yeah, came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From. All right, yeah, I'll do that real quick. So back uh, before I started radio uh, at my day job, uh I would always, uh, I started getting into the truth movement in like 2005. And when I would tell stuff about like people uh, or uh, the globalists can spy on you with your cell phones and they, then they would say, no, that can't happen. Show me about it. So I would show them proof. And one guy said, your, your name should be proof negative because you always have evidence and it's never good. Uh, it's like Alex Jones. Yeah, basically. <laughs> hey, nowadays we're all Alex Jones. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We all so want to where, where can people catch your podcast? Just uh, just because uh, you don't do a show without plugging where people can find you. Otherwise, there's no point yeah, in being sure. on the show. I mean, um, my name is Jonathan Hanna. I'm the host of American Experiment Radio. J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-H-A-N-N-A-H. You can look me up on Facebook, Instagram, uh, American Experiment Radio. We have a TikTok. We have Instagram. We have YouTube. We have Facebook. 
Zolfi is our, you know, CEO. Anybody wants to look us up, check us out. We're out there, you know, send us a message. We'll get back to you quickly, and uh, we'd love to have proof on. I mean, we definitely can do that. Okay. Well, thank you so much, John. And, uh, Adrian, let, let's see if you can set him up for coming on sometime in January after the Christmas break. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, John. Adrian will be in touch with you. All right. Thank you, sir. You have a beautiful night. And, man, great discussion, man. Thanks for the thanks for the conversation, brother. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. All right. I know Pianchi wants to come in, but, Adrian, me and you have not had uh, a few minutes to ourselves yet. So uh, I wanted to see what you've been working on before I go to the phones. Oh yeah, no, no, no problem. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, there's some traffic at the airport. Talking about masks, I still see them at the airport. Proof they're still wearing the masks. You got a couple, not a lot, but you got this. The couple, there was a girl walking down. I was like, oh, she's wearing the masks. We're starting that again. Um, but uh, I have really just been um working on some projects um i'm working on a parent group uh making a parent group for people that currently it's just um for people that um grew up without a parent missing one of their parents or grew up without either one of their parents it's like a healing from childhood um group i think i'm actually going to call it that um still working on the name but it'll be open for like discussion and like medical information on how trauma impacts uh, the nervous system and things like that. Okay. So I, I do have a Mr. Broccoli at some point here, but I, we don't have to go to it now. I want to hear Pianchi first. I'm just, uh, I'm just putting a link real quick on my spy book. because of the scam wearing I started the I started the first ever uh, Facebook group against scam wearing back in April of 2020 called bare faces legal so it's time to get that going again it's kind of sad but All right. Uh, let's bring Pianchi in. Yeah, whenever you're ready. Hey, uh, Pooh, where is Joanne? Uh, that's Joanne? on Wednesdays. That's Wednesday, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss her. I like listening to her commentary. Uh, hopefully, uh, Vito is doing better. Uh, yeah, he was on. Wasn't he on with you last week? Yeah, for a while. I mean, I guess he's okay. You know, uh, Sarge called me and told me about the latest thing that came out of Chicago. Uh, you probably already know about it. What's that? But the mayor, Brandon, he says, is uh, blaming all the woes and the ill fortune of his city is blaming it on those right wingers who don't want to accept the outcome of the Civil War. The Civil War? That's what he said. That's what Sarge said he said. Oh, wow. You know, 
you have to ask yourself, what are we dealing with today? With people that can be in a position that he's in, goddamn, he used to be a teacher. And you mean you was telling you you was teaching those type of details to your students? I mean, it's just amazing nowadays the things that you hear. And you can't be surprised because the last thing that you heard, hopefully, is not no worse or dramatic than what's about to come out of the individual's mouth right now. Blaming the conditions and the ill repute of the city on right-wingers who cannot accept the outcome of the Civil War. Have you ever thought that you would hear such nonsense? So who's against the outcome of the Civil War? I think we've done okay after that. If anything, anything, Abraham Lincoln was against slavery. He's saying right-wingers are the cause of the demise of Chicago and the ill effects that it's experiencing. And the reason why is because they don't want to accept the historical happenings of the Civil War and the, and the, and the ultimate outcome. So I'm trying. I don't understand where he's going. I, I know what you're saying, Pianchi. I just don't comprehend what outcome did did uh, did people that voted for Trump want? Well, I don't know neither. The way that people are acting, the way the crime is and everything, and I don't understand neither. Maybe it's because the people that, uh, the individuals that's in position, maybe they are favorable to the South's position in the Civil War. I don't know. I don't think he knows even. I think he just opened his mouth and something came out. And, uh, yeah, and he's hoping a, that a good soundbite will come out so that the black-on-black crime can continue and then just blame Trump for black-on-black crime? Is that what he's asking? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it perplexes me also. I don't know what he – I don't know the point of his remarks. I really can't tell you. I don't know. Wow. I'm at a loss. I know one thing. It, it raised eyebrows for those who heard what they was saying. Now, for somebody that's unsuspecting, and non-extute, it was just fly right over their heads. Oh, I've heard that even the black community can't stand that communist for mayor. Oh, no, not with the advent of these illegals. You got that right. In some of these meetings, they damn near go to blows. Hell, you know, on uh, Lakeshore Drive there, which parallels the lake, reportedly it had like 3,000 black millionaires fled that area. Hmm. Because of the crime and other things, taxes. I don't know if you were on with us before when we talked about this, but like two weeks ago, there was uh, uh, some articles that came out uh, that said that people from Venezuela were going back home because they said that they felt safer in Venezuela than they do in Chicago. Yeah, you're right. I heard that also. You're absolutely right. That there tells you something, don't it? That's Compared amazing. to what they say they're fleeing. 
So they would rather go back home and deal with what they were fleeing. And then, too, a lot of the promises that they were supposed to have been promised is not occurring when they get there. Well, who can blame them, I guess, if they were promised a bill of goods and then they're told to go sleep in the airport? Well, that's what they were promised. They've been coached for the better part, and that's what they was promised. They was promised some. They was promised that manure was going to be falling from the sky, and the street would be flowing with honey. And it's not the case. They was bamboozled. Bamboozled. Uh, Vito must be listening. Vito just sent me an article on that. Thank you, Vito. Yeah, he sent Vito just sent me that article you were talking about with uh, with the Civil War. You know, I'm gonna tell you something. I guess it's scary because you don't know what you're gonna hear next and from what direction it's coming from. But I have never even imagined. Witnessing the ignorance and just the plain, downright dumbasses that we are confronted with daily. Even at the highest office with Biden, all right down the line. There's something wrong with these people. I don't know if it's a weather change. Maybe it's some truth to these chemtrails. I don't know. Well, here's the thing, it's that... When you have people, on, and I, I actually don't want a life of 100% Republicans running everything. I, I like when, when Democrats run some things. I, I, I like when there's just enough Democrats that they can't do damage, but there's just enough so that there are some checks and balances. What, so, are, the, what are the some things that you value them for, some of the programs that you think that they run that are helpful? No, I'm not going to say they run anything that's that's helpful. Uh, I'll be honest. But the thing is, is that you don't want one political party running everything for a decade or two decades, or even if it's your favorite party. It's like if you are a fan of the New England Patriots, as much as you want to see them win every year, it gets boring after a while. And this year is great because the, the Patriots suck badly this year. You so, know, last time that St. Louis had a Republican mayor or administration, it's over 72 years. Right. Well, Detroit's in the same boat. Chicago haven't had him since the 30s. Right. Hell, Al Capone was probably around at that time. So you're going to blame Republicans even though your party's been in office 100 years. Well, whoever he's associating right wings to in this statement, he's a dumbass. And like I right. said before, didn't he come out of the public schools? Wasn't he a teacher? My good, my goodness, is that's what you're turning out? Yeah, we can we can see some of the effects of what's coming out of these schools. The thing is, is that the the John F. Kennedy Democrats, I have no problem with them. 
even the Jimmy Carter Democrats, at least they would have a conversation with you, and they might have ideas that are that are off the wall, but it's okay to have different parties because there's ingenuity involved, and you can have honest discussion, but since Bill Clinton and after, we have not had that. It's just been like, like Hunger Games, basically. And the, the, and when a party like the Democrat goes off the rails that crazy, we do have to punish them. And if they can come correct and, and get back to what they used to do and have civil conversations again, then I'm okay with them winning some elections and and being part of society. But if their goal is to arrest and kill people because they don't support your party, we have to we have to punish them. Well, you're right, but you know, you not only the politicians, but look at these judges. Look at some of these cases where they won't they won't permit evidence that would benefit the yeah, I won't let you permit evidence because that means you might win your case. Ain't that some 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 expletive? Well, you're damn right they do. They should be removed. People should move their butts out of office. Kick them to the if side. You want, if you, if you want your, your guy to win a, a court case, have a better attorney. Well, they don't, you can have a, the best. You can have Perry Mason. But if you right. can't produce evidence on your behalf to show your innocence, what good is it? Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you, you let the wins and losses come in the courtroom by the, the people in the in the roles that have things to say not not hey i make money off of george soros so i already am uh, i'm going to call this case with no jury before a case even comes to my to my court and that that is why the that it's the democrats that are so drunk on power right now because they have everything and and that's why i say i don't want republicans to run everything either because you don't ever want it to be one-sided like that for years. Now, I think a Republican side doing that might not be as bad, but you have to allow two, three, four parties in so that everybody has legitimate discussions. And uh, just like if George Bush was in president still, you don't want George Bush just calling all the shots because he, he runs everything. We actually have to have people from all sides having conversations. Well, you know, some of the problems is proof in some of these big cities, they ain't never seen a Republican. They right, don't exactly. have encyclopedia. They don't have encyclopedia Britannica like they did when we was a kid, when you can turn to a, a page and lo and behold, there's a picture of one. Some of them have right, never exactly. seen a Republican. So does that make any sense, Adrian? I, I hope I'm coming uh, I'm coming in loud and clear on that. No, yeah, that makes total sense. And that's why the Democrats are doing what they do, because that Brandon can do whatever he wants. Because who's gonna who's gonna go after him? Merrick Garland? Is the Senate gonna go after him? You know not. the only alternative. Of pulling is the states themselves, and you still can't get that done. When you go to the states, you're looking at the people, and we know the ignorance in the people because you just look at the data that comes out of these educational institutions of the people. States could control that. 
states could put that stuff back in line the way it should be. But you don't have any of them with enough testicles to do it. You need a state to tell the federal judge that, no, we are not going to do it. Well, just like I said right before you came on, there's all these talk shows now that are admitting that, yeah, I know there's reports that say wearing scams is detrimental to your health, but we need to do it because it's the best way to protect against this virus, even though it's been proven that it doesn't work against it. That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't know what it takes to get people to realize that the Drew State, it's like I say, it's all these congressional U.S. Congress people and U.S. Senators, they need to be paid by the states that they represent. Then you can have more transparency in what they are doing. You can't write a letter to your federal congressperson and say, tell me how much you got for lobbying for X, Y, and Z. They ain't going to tell you. They're going to say that's uh that's, that's separation of powers or something. Well, not only that, thing. Yankee, but when they say write a letter to your congressperson, and if your congressperson is Nancy Pelosi, do you think Nancy Pelosi is honestly going to read what you have to say? Hell no, she's not. She's she's hamstruck on the power crave that she's been in for all these years. Right. If this stuff don't get changed... Back to like it should be with a resemblance of some something civil. Well, I hate to tell you what I can see on the horizon because people get sick and tired of it, man. Those well, what know. I think the uh, the honest goal of uh, of the United States future uh, is that I think there's going to be if Brandon or the Democrats win this time around. I almost 100% guarantee there will be a war within the United States in those next four years. I feel what, like uh, – I'll, I'll finish real quick be? here. Let, let me finish. So there's going to be a three-tiered war, not not with us necessarily, but it's going to be about who who's going to run the United States. You have the illegals that are coming up here 10,000 a day basically by – any means necessary from any country necessary. You have China, which, which uh, the United States borrowed trillions of dollars from, and, and we're not even paying the interest on that right now. And then you have the Islams, Hamas, Hezbollah, whatever, all those combined, that feel that they can take over the United States. So there's going to be three different factions giving up assets while we're still here. I kind of look at it a little bit different, like what you're talking about, like with the three tiers, you know what I mean? Like the three different, you know, issues, like sides that we have being like radicalized. You know, I kind of see it personally more as like a, you know, the Democrats, you know, the Democratic Party and then the, the, the right, the radical right that we're seeing, you know, both of those groups are being polarized. And then the third one being that, you know, like libertarian, like boogaloo, like type of talk, you know, like the the three things that I see with that. Um, but that's an well, interesting perspective. The only, the only issue with that, gave. though, is like when you have the Muslims that say we're going to kill gay people, uh, they're not going to know who. Well, you'll you'll be able to tell, I guess, uh, by by who's transgendered and stuff, but. 
to an average person like from China or, or someplace else, are they going to know the difference between a Republican and a Democrat and a Libertarian? I mean, politically, yes, if it was just the United States people, uh, I would agree with you, but there's so many illegals here that that just changes the whole complexion. Well, you know, on the other issues, when you have these people of these mixed identities want to get at your kids, well, that there is almost an indictment for wanting to do something. I don't want them near my kids, Proof. I do not want them near my – I don't want my child to be taught by anybody that's openly like that. Right. So they best so, – so so they they better have come in the classroom and, and lift the lip kiss, both of them male. Hell no. That's my child, my responsibility. They're not going to be exposed to that. You can't watch TV no more. Like you, it used to have ratings on TV shows. You knew uh, what to expect as you begin to delve into the program. But nowadays, you only got two hands. You can't cover both eyes. You can't cover both ears with two hands. No, I forget who was on the on the radio show with us here, but somebody asked me, what, what's the what's the newest sitcom on TV? And I can't name you anything that's that's less than five years old on TV. I, I don't have a clue. We gave Hell, up our programs about like just a, over two years ago. What was that program that Jesse Smollett was in? I can't I think know. of the name. Empire. Oh. You, and, and there's no warning, no warning whatsoever when you begin the show. But as you get deeper, and then all of a sudden that pops up. I don't want to see that. I'd rather see who shot Jr. At least that has some substance to it. Then look what's going on in the schools. I mean, they got school boards openly, librarians openly have these things set aside for your kids. That when I was coming up, you couldn't even mail them in the mail. The postmaster would have confiscated them. Yeah, it's creepy. And people don't say nothing. And they don't act. Yeah, it's going to be three tiers, but I think it's going to be drawing the circles around the state borders is what it's going to be. And I don't expect any of the northern states to come around. If anything going to save this nation, it's going to be these southern states. At least you do have a semblance of what used to be. At least you have some semblance of God-fearing. Not up north, right. you don't. And they don't want to let your kids go once they get a hold of them. Once they, it's just like prison. Once you get in that system, it's hard as hell to get out of there. You damn near have to use dynamite. But once they get your kids, they don't want your kids to go. They have the impression they have the attitude that these are our kids. They are not children. Didn't Joe Biden say something to that effect? I don't remember. Yeah, he said something. I don't remember what it was exactly. He said they're not your kids. They are kids. I don't know if he was saying that from a point of, of laughter, of joking. 
And was he dead serious? I think he was dead serious because when oh, you I see the actions that's unfold. For you guys? Yes. What do you guys think about the LGBT community aligning themselves with the Black Lives Matter community? I don't know well, whose idea Black Lives was, Matter. Uh, go ahead. Black Lives Matter don't represent the majority of black people. Nowhere near. They don't like that. Yeah, I don't even mess. think. Uh, oh. I don't think Black Lives Matter is the powerhouse it was three years ago. No, it wasn't. If you look at and look what it all was centered about, and that was George Floyd. You look, have you had the opportunity to look at that documentary on Minneapolis and the things that led up to that, based on no. what was supposed to have happened to him? Chauvin did not kill that man. He was already dead. Of course. He wasn't on his neck. That documentary. If that don't open your eyes, well, I'll tell you, I don't know what will. It was a bunch of bull crap. Look at all the expense, the destruction, and the mayhem that went down centered off that lie. True proof? The damage in property, the loss in lives, the injuries. Off that lie. And the news media is implicit with it. Uh, see, I don't understand why they are, because when the communists get into control, the first people they're going to get rid of is the people that help them get there because they know the ins and outs. Well, you know, we could depend on some investigative, some, some, some real live investigative reporting back in the day. They have yeah. the sources, they have the access, but you can't depend on that no more. They're stymied. The FBI go in and seize evidence and, 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 and basically threaten people. Yeah, but they see, because they can't do any laws against free speech, so they'll, they'll pay YouTube and and everybody else to do the dirty work because they're, they're not allowed to act upon it themselves. Yeah, you know, I was actually, uh, I was actually um, assaulted at a Black Lives Matter event um, about two years ago by one of the top BLM leaders um, in Tennessee, the said top BLM leaders. And mm-hmm. She actually told me that she doesn't even really particularly care about the LGBT movement, LGBTQ movement. I guess that's the extra letter now, but she doesn't even care about that, that it's about um, her words, them feeling alienated, like black people feel alienated. And that's why she has teamed up with them and supports that alliance. Well, you know what you should, I would add, well, give me an example. That's what I think. Give me an example of this alienation that you're talking about. They can't yeah, do that's that. her, her words, uh, not mine, but uh, that is what she shared with me um, previously mm-hmm. um, before she uh, assaulted me at an event for asking her a question. They come up with these all-encompassing 
general terminology, but when you ask for a picture of it, they can't give it. And then they may show some off-the-wall example that can be countered by hundreds of examples that's just the opposite. Well, and they know that the media is in their back pocket, though, Pianchi, so they don't really have to try that hard. Because as dumb as they are, uh, there's not going to be a a mainstream voice anywhere that says, no, uh, two men cannot have a baby together. Nobody's going to tell them that. We they're they're just being coddled because it's trendy and it's liberal. These people want to be accepted is what it is. And when you don't want to accept their actions, and nobody's saying you can't do it. But what the hell do you expect for me to do? Walk up to you, put my arms around, and give you a big smooch on the lips? That ain't gonna happen. I don't know what they want anymore. We, uh, the, it's not like there's laws against gay people. No, they got gay civil people rights. can even get married yeah. now. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't see. Honestly, I don't think gay people even. I, I'm not going to say none, but I think more gay people would say they're not oppressed than than say that they are oppressed right now. They have everything that they've asked for. Yeah, but what is the oppression? That's what I don't know. Like I said before, I'm not going to walk up to you and give you a smooch on the lips. It ain't going to happen. So just because you see me do that to a female, you think that you deserve it too, or vice versa? No, it's not going to happen. So if you call that a sense of oppression, well, you better get used to it because people are just not going to to some of the things that you be professing. Just because they turn around and walk away, they ain't saying they hate you. They ain't saying they don't want to be part of it. Right. If the goal is is that we need to to promote gayness in schools, well, I, I don't want any kind of sex talked about in kindergarten. I don't care. Yeah, what I it think is. that only creeps do. I mean, why do you need to talk to somebody else's kids about? Like any sort of sexual topic or sexual orientation, like it's because that's very... the only age group that will listen to them. That's why. Extremely creepy and disturbing. Yeah, you having conversations with girls that's coming on them, they being the periods. And telling them how they have to hate that and all that that crazy mess. Mm-hmm. Why are you having those conversations anyway? That's supposed to be between that parent and that child. Yeah, right. Like if they want their kids to know about those things, they can share that with their kids and tell them what they want to know about it. But teachers teaching that to kids is just extremely strange. And if you go to a school board meeting and, and say, I don't want that to be in my school, then you're the, you're the criminal and you're the one that gets arrested. Yeah. When they get through talking to the kid, then the kid all of a sudden get these notions. They need to go through some transfiguration surgery. 
because well, the way they are. The, the is, thing is, is, is that uh, they they hear that that whatever their parents don't like, then that, that that's cool. So if the parents are against it, then they're going to be for it, not knowing what it is. All right, who's next for a topic? At some point, I got Mr. Broccoli to do. What's this episode this week about? Uh, Well, it's called Battles. So uh, the wiretap is extremely interested in shipping, in microchipping Mr. Broccoli today. Well, at some point, we need to nominate Mr. Broccoli for president, but let it rip. Yeah, he would do a much better job than uh, Sleepy Joe. You don't think the wire chap would be a good president? That pro- The wire chap probably is our president. <laughs> All right, so if you are ready, we'll go ahead and do it. I'm ready whenever you are. All right, let me uh, let me get it ready on the switchboard here. So for those of you that want to watch the cartoon later, it is on Rumble. Just look up Broccoli Man. This one is called Broccoli Man Battles with Wiretap. So I'll go ahead and let it rip, like uh, like Bianchi said. So three, two, one, action. I can't believe it is almost the end of the year already. Now we will be hit with all kinds of political ads. I guess we will see if Brandon even makes a commercial. The 1% probably feel like the public will put up with their rigged elections again. The globalists feel like they are so close to ruling the entire world. This next year they are going to pull out anything and everything to send the world into chaos. There is no way they will let Trump or any truth-telling conservative anywhere close to being president this time. They are one globalist puppet away from forcing the public into requiring microchips and taking everyone's private property from them. Everyone that votes Democrat somehow does not see it. That is what we are up against. There is no way in the world you will get me to say whatever hibby hibby thing and insert a microchip in my arm. G-Lobalist can shove his microchips up his. Don't worry green dude. I am here for the purpose of proving a lies maker freedom microchips sir. Do what? You said he'll be heavy. Now just complete the sentence by saying insert my chippy. I am authorized to provide said freedom microchip in your wrist. You will be not inserting anything in my wrist. That is not the correct sentence, sir. It needs to be insert my chippy. Then I shall have authorization to procure this Lysnaker Freedom microchip on your person. Then you will live the rest of your life knowing you are compliant with the New World Order, sir. How about leave me alone or I will shove your pocket full of microchips up yours. 
that tears at green dude. Just for that poor choice of words as that my ear canal said to hear, I am required to run my hands through your long flowing mane. By the way green dude, I am going to need you to tell us your pronouns. My pronouns. My pronouns are. And slash. You. Now get off my property. You think this is funny, huh green dude? Just for that offensive outburst you are now going to go to battle against me sir. Oh okay. Fine. Which martial arts did you want to fight in? Martial arts? No not that sir. We are finna has a battle, sir. A rap battle. You can't be serious. Oh how I can be serious sir. If I defeat you sir, I shall receive all of your articles of clothing. Plus I get to finally take a picture of your kumquats and your ice cream cone. So, do you have any lyrics green dude? No I don't have any lyrics. Then I shall win this rap battle in record time then sir. As I am beating you so you can place your gloves, your dungarees, and your underoos right here next to my person. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. I came to win, battle me, that's a sin. I won't ever slack up, punk, you better back up. Cause I got lyrics, but you ain't got none. If you come to battle, bring a shotgun. That's cool rep sir. And you had to use lyrics from House of Pain? Precisely sir. But you said you does not have any lyrics sir. Okay let me get involved here. Go away punk. Your ideas are bunk. Quit working for G-Lobalist and trying to touch my junk. You are a globalist tool. A downright fool. You need to be arrested because you think diddling kids are cool. Not funny green dude. Now get in my 1993 Geo Metro and you can tell G-Lobalists how you just disrespect a dark crime syndicate. You globalists lose. Stop drinking booze. Stop telling fake news and putting drag shows on Blue's Clues. Okay sir, that is enough. Please do allow me to place my blouse and my uniform next to your person and then you may inspect me in case I have any extra meat products inside my junk. No thank you. <laughs> I just want you to go away so I can enjoy my day off before catch child traffickers tomorrow. You need to listen to Mr. Mercus sir. He says the border is the most secure it has ever been. He said the only reason it is not even more secure is because of Donald Trump. If that is so, then why did Brandon not finish building the wall? All the pieces were there and instead he sold off the pieces. Now we have over 10,000 people every day getting in. Large cities in Texas are being built of nothing but illegals. But of course sir. We need them for replacement migration sir. 
We need to eradicate Americans and bring in everyone from everywhere else so we can take down America and live a global government, sir. All the universities are cranking out nothing but Marxist communist students that believe that they should eat bugs and owns nothing. They will not fight back when we take it all green, dude. There's something duckers don't know what thumbs are asking for, sir. We play for keeps here green, dude. You heard that globalist toolbag. They play for keeps. Get educated now or you will not have a future. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to learn about. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. Also go to the freedomizerradio.com website and check out the schedule to find all the other shows on show on Freedomizer Radio. Whomever chooses to go against us globalists will be dealt with immediately. Expect us to take it to a FEMA camp. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. We forbid you from listening to the Proof Negative radio show. If you listen to Proof Negative, it hurts a crime syndicate. You all need to go out and get your COVID boosters immediately and then get a Lysnik a Freedom Microchip. And whatever you do, do not under any circumstance question January 6th. Now if you will excuse me, I have to check this green dude's kumquats and ice cream cone. He might be hiding an AK-47 a hand grenade, or maybe some carbon credits inside his junk. If you pay attention to us, we can continue to enjoy our cheese pizzas and hot dog napkins. Okay that's enough wiretap, let's bring you to jail. Then we can work on exposing how the feds and police staged January 6th. You buy his niche sir. So that's this week's episode. Broccoli man turned into a rapper. He said you're a fool and a tool. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have any lyrics, though, so he just came up with stuff on the fly. He's freestyling. Yeah. Pionky on with us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm here, like but I'm going. I'm going to leave. I'm going to get back to my combat season episodes. You remember that with Vic Marl and that's when men were oh. men. Wow, that's that's like forty something years old. Yeah, if you're going to watch them today, make sure you watch the black and white series. The, the, don't look at the ones as colorization. Take something out of it. Okay. All right, well, maybe we'll hear you tomorrow when Joanne comes on. Yeah, I I like listening to Joanne, her commentaries. Always something to look forward to. But you guys, you know, we talked about, you had been talking about, because we hit on some things, but uh, maybe they can sink in as something to think about. Okay. Uh, we, can't, we can't say that something ain't right, because... 
every indication that we see, every turn ahead, we see things that's so wrong. So got to hang in there. I'll talk to you. All right. Thank you, Pianchi. All right, Adrian, it's just us then. Did I lose you too, Adrian? Still here. All right. So what's on your mind tonight? So what's going on with your barefoot is legal. What's the update there? What do you mean what's the update? You got anything new going on with that? I wouldn't say there's there's nothing, but there's not a lot. This time of year is kind of slow. But that's fine because while I, I, I'm not average, I don't advertise usually during the during the winter. So that's so, just so it's just like a summer thing. To, uh, maybe February, March, we might start doing a little advertising again. The message is yeah, still there. I'm sorry, what was that? I said the message is still there, and we have people that post. But a lot of that is just to gear up for the spring and to get people to get excited about trying to start meetups in their area and trying to be part of the street team. Okay. Yeah, it'd be pretty cold to go barefoot where I am right now. No, I'm not saying it can't happen. It's just not expected. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that forces it upon everyone. Although I do ask when the weather's nice, if everyone in the group at least tries it. So, you know, you know what you're, what you're fighting for. Basically you can't be in the group five years and have never done it once. Otherwise it's like, why are you there? It's like you're, you're, yeah. It's like you're you're saying yes, I love being in a nudist colony, but you don't go naked among everybody else that's naked. It's like, well, and why are you there? Fair. Yeah, the grounding benefits. Like I like walking on the moss without shoes. It's interesting. Oh, the best actually is going to the grocery store in the summertime, in the frozen food section. Oh, yeah, you were talking about some of your reactions that you get. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. How people get mad at you because you're not wearing shoes. It's like, why is it a, why does it bother you? I'll just never understand that. And people make people such a big deal out of it. by other people. Yeah. But then again, it's because people want you to live how they live. And if you do something that their parents said, no, you can't do that, and if they see somebody doing it, then they they get to act like they're the adult. So that's why, because they, they feel like they're better than you because their mom told them it was wrong. Yeah, that's the authoritarianism coming out. Right. Uh, I'm not an authoritarian authoritarian is because I don't tell people, I don't, 
go up to people and say, hey, why are you wearing germ sponges? I don't go up to people. It's, a, you're, you're, it's your body. It's your choice to live how you want. And if there's no laws against it and the store doesn't care and I don't care, why do you care? You're just some random I'm never going to see again in my life. I'm not living my life to impress you. Right. Yeah, they're just bothered by other people living their lives. It's like I don't go around. It's like I'm not a tattoo fan. I don't go around telling people, you know, I don't like tattoos. You should cover them up. That's not my place. I can't go to the customer service desk and say, I saw three people in here showing their tattoos. They're going to look at me like I'm stupid. And I think a lot of people don't think of it as the same concept. Well, because they're not educated on the situation. That's why. And until, until our forum reaches a point where we have thousands of members in, uh, in all the top major cities, Right now, we have a presence in every major city, but it's not huge meetups and and people uh, in numbers are doing it on a regular basis. Because if a store sees like two people in a week, they can yell at them. But if it's two people every hour uh, or, or five people every 10 minutes, at some point, they're going to say, "Look, I can't kick all the I can't kick all of our money out." And that's where we have to get to a point where we are. And if we do it, then we can win. If not, if people don't, if people hear the message but they don't want to get involved, then I can't get involved for them. Like I had somebody once. I think it was the city was Lewiston, Maine. When I asked, how can I help you uh, try it in the group? And they said, well, I live in Lewiston, Maine. If you come here, I will see if I can come to one of your meetups. It's like I live in Las Vegas. I'm not going to drive all the way up to Maine and then get a hold of you, and then you tell me you can't make it. So I'm sitting there by myself. I could do that at home. Right. Yeah, you got to know you're going to have – a group. Yeah, there better be enough people for me to actually make it worthwhile because that's a lot of gas, that's a lot of time, or an airplane flight, either way. Either way, freedom is not free. <coughs> yeah, it's free to go do it, but to hear the message and to talk to businesses and create promo kits and, and, uh, and have uh, flights or, or long drives to meet with uh, with HR departments and CEOs and stuff. That part's not free. So there there's always a cost for doing business. And even though we're an official nonprofit, and I could get some discounts uh, on certain things, but I'm not going to get a, a free airplane ticket because I say I run a nonprofit. That doesn't happen. I don't get free hotel stays if I'm coming to do a meetup because I say yeah, I run I a that, nonprofit. 
No, yeah, and I don't think a lot of people actually understand that, and I've actually seen that ignorance a lot, um, just the overall ignorance of, you know, people judging people for asking for funding for their nonprofits or for their personal projects, you know, that are going to advance a mm-hmm. cause or help a certain group of people, you know, and people don't understand, like, it, like those things take money. They take time and you know, you, you have to work and you have to, to support a cause. Any kind of project, you need income, you know, specifically, you know, missions team. You know, those are completely often based off donations, you know. And people don't seem to understand that. Like, mission teams need money to go places and to see out their mission and that's the same thing with a non-profit if you have a mission and it takes funding to achieve goals see and the thing is is that i don't have george soros funding us uh, i'm I'm not in bed with the u.s government so it's all grassroots organization which which means that we live and die by by our members and I've done a lot yeah. in the eight years to put our name on the map. And I will say one of the funniest things ever is occasionally if I go somewhere, people will, if they talk to me, they'll say, hey, if you, you, you should check out Barefoot is Legal. And then when I tell them I'm the president of it, they start laughing because, oh, you're, you are one of us. And then if I think that they don't believe me, I'll show them my business card and, and my uh, BIL ID. So for for having grassroots effort and having, uh, what, seven or 800 million views on, on the business page in eight years and being on TV and doing occasional interviews and stuff. And what we have, without looking, I want to say it's about 110,000 on our business page and like 25, 26,000 in the group just on Facebook, not including everybody else. That's not that bad. That's a decent amount of people that believe in the mission. Yeah, I always heard that it was illegal. Growing up, I always heard it's illegal to drive barefoot. You can't go in stores without shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard by a lot of people, I'm the first person they've ever heard that told them it was okay to do it. But the difference, though, is it's one thing to say, like, it's my group. I don't think it's my group. It's a We're building a community. And you have to think much bigger. You can't just say, this is my group, my rules, me, me, me. It's not about me. It's about a mission. That's why we're we're doing okay. So hopefully this spring we'll we'll get more members. I'll tell you, too, a lot of people found us through Barefaces Legal also because it's, it was the same concept with people not being allowed to shop because they didn't have a scam on their face. And when people say it's just like wearing shoes, 
but there's no laws uh, against not wearing shoes. So in a sense, it is it is the same. Just spreading false information. No, that's good. The bare face is legal. That's a good one. I sat in this very chair in April of, of 2020. I was the first person to start a group for it. And, there, and a lot of people thought I was crazy that the United States was not, would not fall for such a thing. And guess what? We did. I didn't, but the United States as a whole did. And next month when they try to put people back in scams to go into stores, the average American person is going to say, I hate these things, but they're going to put them on. And if you, if you say, I hate these things, then you go to the store you give them money, and they say thank you, that means you, you endorsed it. Whether or not you say you, you hate it, you gave them money, and you shop there with a scam on. So that means you like it. Because if you didn't like it, you'd find all alternates. Now, I don't care about... Uh, uh, I can't buy a, a sad meal at McGMO. Uh, who cares about that? You cook your own burgers. Yeah, there, no, there's so many places to buy food. It's crazy. Yeah, we've talked about the hamburgers on here. I'm really not a fan of a lot of burgers. <laughs> um, a lot of them, uh, I'm just like, is this real meat or what am I eating right now? Well, that's the truth. Yeah, I don't know. I just I've seen a lot of people having them, you know, on the floorboard of their car, you know, shoved in like the the just mm-hmm. different places in their car, and it's like that's not even clean, you know. And then uh, the the best is when the when. You go to somebody and say, hey, can I borrow a scam? And they'll go in their back seat where their kids put uh, potato chips and stuff, and they'll just put that scam on. Yes, but it's liberal, though. Dirty hands. Well, it's liberal. So I don't know how New Hampshire is with scams, but I guess you'll see. Yeah, I really haven't seen a lot of people wearing them, honestly. Uh, tonight in the Boston airport, you know, I saw somebody walking down wearing one. But not a lot of people here at all. I don't even think I've seen actually one person uh, at the gro- – I haven't been to the gro- – granted, I haven't been to the grocery store very many times since I've been up here. Um, but I'm not really seeing them in gas stations or stores. Um, Wait until they make it and, mandatory. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I'll see it then. I, I The flights up here, um, you know, I saw some people wearing them in the Orlando area. Um, not very many are wearing them at the airport. Are you in Orlando now? No, not no. On the way up, uh, the fly oh, up okay. uh, that I had yeah. 
last month, uh, I uh, didn't really see very many, but there were some wearing them. I don't know how they wear them in the Florida heat. I couldn't even wear them um, in Kentucky or Tennessee, any of those states. I I was, uh, you know, it, it just having that on your face. I don't, I don't understand how they can breathe. Well, hey, I've seen people out here running 118 degree temperatures wearing two scams. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, they're double scams. I don't scams. understand how they're not. Or uh, the New York City crazy. Marathon. People run wearing a scam. They'll run 26 miles with that thing on. I don't know how, but it's liberal, so it must be good. No, I would pass out. I don't understand how they're not passing out. Well, it's okay if they do. Sometimes they do, but it's liberal, so it's okay. That's my answer to a lot of stuff. I just don't understand also. I mean, I guess a lot of people haven't seen the emails um, from Dr. Fauci, but he said in his emails that they didn't do anything. Well, they they did enough, though, because if that that coerces people to buy scan or uh, to get their gene therapies, then it does its job. That's the only thing it's good for is is making people feel scared. I'm not going to wear somebody's fear. Or I'm not going to wear propaganda on my face. Because right now, almost 100% of the people that you see that are scam warring, they, they may as well just put, I vote for Brandon. On their on their scam because that's what it means. Or I like lies. No, those are Democrat those are Democrat voters. So everyone that wears a scam now is a Democrat voter. <clears throat> and then later on, when they make it mandatory, then everybody else will wear one. Not because I they want really- to, but they're afraid. They're afraid that the liberals will yell at them, and they don't want to cause a scene, so they'd rather restrict their own breathing for hours so so that a liberal doesn't yell at them. No, I actually have had a few altercations when this all kind of happened. You know, I would just, not disrespectfully, I would just walk into a store and ignore the workers completely. You know, ma'am, ma'am, you have to to put a mask Uh on, and I would just you know, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. And then you just keep walking. And right. then, you know, at an airport, I was on a phone call one time and this lady had a mask on and she was looking at me and like, you know, coughing, like clearing her throat, like him <clears throat> and like pointed, pointed, like grabbed her mask and like pointed at it, you know, like with her fingers and just kind of her eyes are a little wide. And I was just like, tried to ignore her and then she just kept being you know annoying about it and I said yeah 
I don't, I don't wear those. I can't wear those. And she said, well, you should social distance then. And then I just completely had to say, you know, it's none of your business. And maybe you should leave people alone and, and stop, right. you know, harassing Well, that, that's, uh, see, I, that's what I meant, where they feel like they could be the adult because they, uh, they're in control of you because they're listening to fake news and you're not. Yeah, she didn't, I mean, she didn't really say much else. You know, I was just on the phone with my friend, and I was like, you know, there's this girl at the airport right now. I just said it right in front of her. I was like, there's a girl at the airport right now, and you will not believe this. Like, she's, like, trying to bother me to wear a mask right now. And if she really knew anything about masks, then she would know that the masks actually cause hypercapnia and hypoxemia. And, you know, I just started telling her random medical facts, you know, like the the damage, you know, to the brain. And I just started talking about, that you know they don't work and then it literally says on the boxes there was a photo circulating around that it says you know does oh, I not know. I've made those memes. yes and she, she she didn't really she didn't say anything after that she just kind of continued to wear her mask and look at her phone and her eyes were just like wow you know like but i just feel like when people are acting like that you just got to correct them you don't even have to be rude or nasty um, right. but just letting them know like boundaries, like you're asking me to violate my boundaries because you feel fearful. Yeah. But when people are compliant, they, they feel like they're better because they, they listen to authority and, and you didn't. So therefore they're better than you. Yeah. It's a fault superior to eat like complex and the thought that them being obedient is some kind of virtue well that's what they think so uh then when, when they bring the microchips out they're they're going to uh they're going to push that uh well, you're an anti-chipper. They're going to tell you that. Yeah, I went into a place earlier in Boston um, looking for a restroom, and I took pictures of these signs, and it was talking about different gene stuff. You know, they're trying to push that now. Not epigenetics, that your genetics can change very simply by, you know, your environment, but the whole um, change the gene, change the game, just talked about altering genes, and I took photos of it so I could research it later and kind of figure out what that is that's going on there, because I've seen them saying things in the medical community that they can alter genes now to quote get rid of disease and things like that i don't know it's just there's food and things that you can do well i don't know if you remember this but back in 2020 bill gates said the next the next pandemic will be to target children and sure enough the, this latest uh, thing that that's going around is targeting children in europe and, and china uh, and australia 
So it's it's basically a childhood pneumonia. So they told you in advance. Not what many Hitler people wanted to hear it, but they told you. Children. Yeah. They figure the globe is bigger that well you're not going to listen to us because you're you're not going to get sick but if your kid gets sick then you're listening to everything we do because you'll take care of your children before you take care of yourself. So that that's what they're banking on right now. They, the globalists think they got it figured out. But the thing is, is that we, all we have to do is not comply and we win. But the trick is, how do you get two-thirds of the public to not wear scams? See, if they do try to implement that again, we'll see how many people are going to repeat it and comply again. See, instead of having 10 people out of 100 say no, they need 80. And until we do that, then they, they have a good chance of winning. It, it will stop when we say it stops. And right yeah, now, it, it doesn't hurt enough. Yeah, Scores might be willing to lose a few thousand dollars a day, but if they're going to lose $100,000 a day per location based on scams, then then they'll speak up. But until that happens... They don't care if they kick out three people in a grocery store spending $100 each. They don't care. But they will care if 4,000 people a day are kicked out. That's why we need to go in masses and do shopping flash mobs. Can you imagine a store just putting on the loudspeaker, okay, shoppers, the police are here. Everybody come up to the front so we can inspect you. That's going to get old. Because once somebody's kicked out yeah, of the store, they're, they're not going to want to come back for any reason. I, I still do that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think that uh, we'll see as many people comply if they try to do that again. Yeah, but the last time the people complied, the, the rate was like 80%. So it will be less, but I'm guessing it will be thirds. Damn it, Harry. Sorry, my cat knocked my phone over, if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Adrian, did I lose you? All right, I don't know if I lost you or not. All right, I got to try to play a clip here. So, all right. No, I'm still here. Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island, Mark Fisher. Mark, thanks so much for joining the program. Uh, you know, this is my favorite story of the day okay. because it identifies with <laughs> what I've seen in the barbershop. All the brothers, for some reason right now, are turning tides right now, and I, I just wonder what is the big reason. I think personally, it's the duplicity of the Democrats, mm. the hypocrisy. Um, we're not stupid. The brothers are not stupid. We we understand when someone's for us and when someone is not. 
and it's obvious that the Democratic Party is not for us. Yeah, I, I can't. Their, party, their, their, their policies actually strike at the heart of the black family and the nuclear family. Yeah, so, you know, you were part of Black Lives Matter. Uh, you founded it there. And now you're saying, you're, you're not saying the entire Republican Party. You're saying Donald Trump. So what is it about Donald Trump? Is it the economics? Uh, you noted the black family. What is it going to take for him to sure up this support amongst uh, black voters? Well, I, th I just think that it's going to take information. A lot of people are misinformed. They don't really understand because they don't educate themselves on, on Donald Trump as a person and his history. Um, but if they do that, and it's going to take, you know, leaders, educated leaders, getting the word out there. Um, I think that it, it'll happen on its own and it'll be organic because um, personally, I love the man. I mean, how could you not like if, if a real man? Uh, how could you not relate to someone like that? <clears throat> yeah, he, he watches every morning. So I'm sure he's cheering a, a, as you're saying this. We looked at some of the polls for Trump over uh, over Biden in the battleground states. In 2020, it was 8 percent. Now in 2023, he has 22 percent. And that's just not black men. So uh, election, the election is right around the corner. If you had the opportunity to talk to the former president, I'm sure he's watching right now. What would you tell him? Call me. I'm my cell phone, man. I'll stop for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, uh, I I'm fascinated by you. Wh why did you end up leaving Black Lives Matter? Or are you still affiliated with it? No, no, no. I'm still affiliated with it. Um, all day, it, because the thing about it is, I'm my message that I preach and, and and that I tout is unity. It's a message of unity. It's unity driven. I want to bring together all the marginalized groups from the, the margins and bring them to the center because we're stronger together as a as a one nation under uh, indivisible under God. Yeah, Mark Fisher, I, I think all Americans can go with a message of unity. We thank you so much for coming on the program. I hope you'll come back and check in with us. I appreciate you. Keep up the good work, Lawrence. You got it, brother. All right. So, yeah, sorry. My cat knocked my phone over. Uh, so we had some technical difficulties for a quick second. But Adrian's here, and I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, no, I agree with that, that last clip that you just played. And actually, I think I got a new – I have a new guest speaker that could, you know, talk on that. Um and I will contact them and see if they can join us soon. Um, the bridging the gaps and, like, you know, uniting, like, you know, minority communities and not invoking, you know, just hate and division. I think that right. I have a uh, potential guest speaker that would be good to come on and talk about that. Hey, you've been, you've been doing well with that. And if we ever get Vivek Ramaswamy, that would be outstanding. I am going to follow up on that and see what I can do about that. It would likely be. Hey, uh, I, I think you knew I was being completely honest earlier with you, with your guest there. That I like the guy. Oh. It's just that I want to see more. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. No, I think that conversations are really important. And like, you know, people like, I, I don't, I don't think that it's always, I actually, I think it's not good to go into a conversation and just, just have the intentions of, convincing the other person of the other side, you know, I no. don't feel like that is the point of no, a conversation. No, my job is to know? convert people. My job is to share my thoughts and, and I'll influence you without, without telling you I'm influencing you. I'll just state my yeah. part and hope you, you uh, see where I'm going. 
But my job isn't to yeah. say that you suck if you don't if you don't go with me. Yeah, I think that a lot. And, and since studying communication, because I started like studying like speaking and like public speaking skills and stuff, and that's kind of how I got into the coaching realm. Is I got a coach uh, to help me with a public speaking phobia, and then okay. I just kind of started studying communication in general. And I see it a lot now that I've, like, worked on my speaking skills, even though I do say like pretty frequently. I see a lot of people go into conversations, and it's a lot of ego, and it's not so much hearing, like, what the other person has to say, just repeating what, you know, they think and wanting to automatically make you think that, instead of holding, like, a proper conversation. Well, see, if I just wanted to, if I just wanted to hear myself talk, I would just make videos and just upload them on, on Rumble as opposed to having a radio show. It'd be much cheaper. Yeah, and less time-consuming because you're, you know, you're going out the way to, you know, create that dialogue and, have right. more feedback beyond just, you know, these echo chambers we see. No, I, I like Vivek. Uh, I'll, I'll say that every day. I, I want him to do really well. It's just that if he was the vice president, I think he would do really well. But I don't think he's going to be the vice president, but I think, I think that would serve him. Yeah, I've had some people say that they like him, you know, that they, they're not sure. Maybe in a few years that they, they personally, they think that he might be too young. I've heard some of that for feedback I don't think on he's him. too young. It's just that we have uh, memories of Barry Satoro and his husband, Michael Robinson Obama, who I'm sure is a nice lady. And we knew nothing about him because, honestly, uh, Vivek is saying everything you and I want to hear. It's just that we don't know his background and we need more time to process what he's sharing. But everything he's sharing is perfect. And if you if Trump wasn't there, he would be my go-to. But with Trump on the board, I can't pick Vivek over Trump. I, I just uh, I want the experience and I want I, I trust I trust that Donald Trump will will do whatever it takes to have us not go to war. I trust that. Now, I, I think Vivek could be righteous in himself and, and try to get out of a war, but I trust Trump with uh, how he dealt with Putin, how he dealt with China, how he dealt especially in North Korea. And I, I can respect that, and I, I want more of that. Anyone yeah, other than those two, you're getting war. Yeah, that was interesting that he was able to meet, you know, with a North Korean leader. Um, I'm not sure who I'm voting for yet. I still have some time. I'm still listening and looking, and I'm probably going to look at donors as well and do some background candidate research, like, on the candidates, you know. Um, but I do think that Vivek is very well-spoken. He speaks very well in a very elegant sophisticated and altogether um, 
diplomatic way, and I do like that about him, but he's not afraid to talk about, you know, why do we need the IRS and just the CDC and these organizations, and I respect that a lot and the way that he doesn't sound like a, you know, rating lunatic the way he, he says it. Right. I agree. I, but you know my stance by now. So I, it's like we have Trump and we have the next Trump. That, uh, and Ron DeSantis could have been that person, but he, the, the company that he decided to go with kind of ruined him. That so much could have been DeSantis. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about his campaign team? With, uh, with George, with uh, the Bushes and Dick Cheney and Karl Rove. That's the type of people that, that we don't want to be associated with. So when he associated him, it doesn't have anything to do with him hating Trump. It has to do with the, the people that are telling him how to campaign. And I think they ruined him on purpose. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because that very well should have been DeSantis. It happens a lot. You have campaign managers also that will just take candidates' money and mm-hmm. not really help them win the election at all, just taking the money. And a woman was actually telling me about this over in the Tampa area, that there is a campaign manager over there that is not really doing much of anything other than taking candidates' money and costing elections. It, it happens a lot. And then I also have to factor in that Trump will beat Governor Gruesome or Brandon in a, in a general election. Can Vivek win against any of them? And you will get a lot of the people that are tired of Brandon that will go to Trump because they know who Trump is. That, that's why I say that Vivek just needs more time because Vivek is not hitting mainstream media right now. And I, I hate saying it like that, but the average person on the street knows who Trump is. They know Trump did a better job than Brandon. But they're going to say, look, I don't know who Vivek is. So I know who Brandon is. It's a popularity contest with, with many people as well. And I don't, I can't, I can't say that Vivek would get there in 11 months where people would, would take a chance on him because they don't know who he is. Right. And I think that even if this election, he does not win at least because he is touring a lot of places. He's going to a lot of different places. Oh, he's out there selling it. I, I, uh, pop, uh, just personality-wise, he's my favorite candidate since Ron Paul. Just as far as like having conversations and somebody that that just seems like an honest, good person. I feel that with him, but I just think that right now he's not going to overcome everybody else 
And then even if he does and become the nominee, I, I just don't think that 11 months from now that he him he would be popular enough that that he would beat whoever the Democrat nominee is, especially if it's Big Mike. Because I don't know if Trump could beat Big Mike. If, if Trump can't beat Big Mike, I don't think anybody else will. Is that even on the ticket? I mean, I haven't heard anything about that. Is there talk about that? Well, they can't. The, the, the rumor behind the scenes is that they really, they know that Gruesome's going to be a hard sell. So uh, they would rather have Big Mike, but Big Mike does not want the job. So they're trying to negotiate that behind the scenes. But at this point, because they're running out of time to put people on the ticket for the primary, so now they're going to have to wait on any big announcements until the Democratic National Convention. And Brandon does not want to say he's not running. So he's committed, uh, I think, until the first or second week of January, and then that's it. If you don't, if you don't put yourself in the hat by then, then the only way out would be if they replace Brandon at the convention, which they could do. It would be too late to... If once you have primaries already done, it's going to be hard to put somebody on the rest of the tickets. So now it, it becomes a waiting game. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I haven't heard talk about that from anywhere. But I do have a friend I told you about <laughs> that questions if Michelle Obama is potentially a man. Yeah, I don't think so, but it's still funny to talk about. All right, we got like, what, three and a half, four minutes? Like two. Is that all we have? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Anything else you want to share before we get out of here? Not tonight. That is all that I've got. Okay. Well, thank you for a great conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. And I will see you next week. And just so you know, just so you can figure out uh, for Christmas time, I, I'm I'm about 99.9% certain I'm taking off the week uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. So for you, that would be the Tuesday, the Boxing Day, the 26th. I, I, I'm probably taking that whole week. No, it would be the 27th, actually, but still. Either way. Um, I'm looking at taking that week off, but we'll talk next week. Thank you for being here, Adrian. Everyone else, please, please support the other shows on the network. It's not just a proof negative show here, but until tomorrow, 
hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am proof negative. I am oops. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.